So if y'all don't know about them Jehovah's Witness, man, them niggas be wildin'. But anywho, don't let Jehovah's Witness talk to you. And so usually, traditionally, Jehovah's Witness are dressed up in suits. You can kind of see them from a mile away. They got their pamphlets out. They ready to talk about Jesus. Cool. I can avoid them. But I was coming out the shopping center, and the Jehovah's Witnesses are getting slick now. Mans was dressed up fresh. And he, and usually they come at you respectfully, but he was like, hey, yo, what's good, my boy? And I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, I, I ain't know if I knew this dude or I was like, what, like, don't, like, it's, it's rare that a stranger says what up to me, like how he said, like, what's good, my boy? I'm like, yeah. like, challenging me or some shit? Like, what's good, fam? And he started He's talking like, I to me. I know a little something. <laughs> like, he just started talking to me and then out of nowhere just whipped out the pamphlet. And I was like, damn, this nigga just got me. And if you ain't fucking with this podcast, then you're just a bitch-ass trick. Welcome back to another episode of Saving for the Pod, episode number 49. It's our one week, our one year. Jeez, not even one week. One week anniversary. One year, (laughs) and do you know what yesterday was? It was an anniversary. Song is um, that? I don't you know. said what? <laughs> I thought he just made that up. Hey, nah, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is Tony, he saying? Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh. Um, but nah, it, it definitely feels good to have a year under our belt. Um, it's been a long, fun ride with the squad. Um, We've been doing this for a year. That's crazy. Shout out yeah, to all you niggas yeah. that's been rocking with us for yes. a year. You feel me? We don't have the biggest following, but we definitely have a loyal following. Um, have some loyal listeners. Shout out Matt. Shout out Tatiana. Not my Tatiana, but the other one. Shout out Lindsay, Phil's best friend. Anytime y'all in Florida, we definitely got to get y'all on the pod. Definitely had some dope-ass guests throughout the year. And today we got another dope Damn, guest. Damn, you were going to shout out Mimi G? She was going <laughs> yeah, to be at your head. I was just about she to was gonna be at your head. Shout out Mimi, of course. <laughs> Hopefully we get her on the pod next week. Um, but like I was saying, we got another dope guest on the pod this week. Uh, our boy, well, our boy Mo. That I feel like that was a tongue. You twister. just met. You just our, met him today. Our boy Mo. <laughs> um, but no, Phil and AJ had known him for for a minute now. Um, you and Phil, y'all fight at the same spot, right? Yeah. So I work. I'm one of the instructors there, and he trains there. Yeah. He trains me. Put nice. some respect on his name. Okay, my, my bad, my bad. You know what I'm um, saying? Put, put some respect on, you know, boom goes the dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Mo. He's a amateur fighter um, out of John Way Martial Arts, which is in Plantation. So if y'all need a gym to train at, come to John Way Martial Arts. It really is the best gym in South Florida. And uh, him and his brother fight. He just had a, what was that, three weeks ago? Two weeks two, ago. Two, two yeah. weeks ago, he just had a third round knockout, whooped his ass. Well, TKO technically, but he was beating his ass. And on top of that. It wasn't even supposed. To, it wasn't even who he's supposed to fight, and it wasn't in the style he's supposed to fight. Yeah, and he should just, a, was, just put anybody in front of me. <laughs> so how much how much preparation did you have for that fight? Like, was it a last minute thing? No. So pretty much what happened was I was supposed to fight this guy on uh, MMA. We were supposed to fight. I think I got like a six week camp in, which is usually what I like to do. And we weighed in. I faced off with him. Mind you, my last uh, fight camp. The guy dropped out the day of. He didn't show up at all. Okay. Like we got there and we're like, hey, you know, where's Mo's opponent? Like, what do you mean? He he wasn't he wasn't supposed to come here. He saw the tape. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, so I was supposed to fight him, and then the day after, um, I was supposed to get another opponent, and he dropped out as well. So this time, I'm like, okay, it's not gonna happen this time. My guy dropped out. I got a new guy. We got to the weigh-ins. We faced off, and then he got. I don't even know what it's called. I probably can't even pronounce it, but whatever it is, he got like a super rare um, air bubble. 
in yeah, his bubble, chest. Yeah, and his lung, yeah. And pretty much there's two options it can go. It can either collapse his lungs, um, crush his trachea, or it just dissipates. Jeez, I bet he vapes. <laughs> that sounds like a vape disease. Yeah. <laughs> a vape disease? <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. I bet that man vapes. No, I know you're serious. Like, that, no, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so hilarious. <laughs> so I actually thought I wasn't going to fight. And then uh, the morning of... You know, I'm eating like crap. I'm eating like pancakes and drinking soda and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, my coach calls me, which he never calls me. Right? That's just, we always text. So he calls me. And goes, so you hey. threw it all up. You know, do you still want to fight? I was like, look, if you can find me almost anyone, as long as they're within 15 pounds, I fight them. Yeah. I was like, as long as they're 15 pounds, he's like, do you care about record? I was like, I don't care about record. Just find me anyone. So he's like, all right, I'll get to work. So they work in and they got me another guy. He ends up throwing up and can't do it. So I'm like, all right, forget it. I'm not doing it. So I start driving. My, I'm getting ready to drive my brother to the venue. And they go, hey, we got one more guy. He's super game. and He wants to fight you. I was like, perfect. Let's mm-hmm. do it. So I actually didn't meet the guy until we got to the ring. That was the first time I ever seen him in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jeez. And then you just like pieced him up. And then you introduced him to this Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it took me a second to figure him out because like, he was a little taller than I expected. Um, but once I kind of got my timing and stuff, yeah, then, you know, he didn't seem bad either. But it's just he, you were better. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't bad. Yeah, he just um, it was very basic. Like, yeah, he was basically like jab, cross, kick. You know, mm-hmm. and then once I, my biggest thing is once I feel someone's power. Yeah, then I can kind of you know my confidence kind of goes up. Right, like oh, that's <laughs> go, all okay. you got. <laughs> yeah, if he hits me, and I'm like oh shit. Then you know that's a different yeah. story. But he hit me, and I was like uh, you know I was kind of bugging about nothing, and then that's when I decided I was gonna. Yeah, I'm not really an expert, but like your your technique seems to be very good, very clean, very like precise. So, yeah, well, that's what that's showed. for me. That's um, it's like my calling card. I'm really good at my my technique, and my uh, fight IQ is pretty high. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some guys like Daniel who's just like Daniel's a monster, right? Like, you know, his I don't think his fight IQ is as high as mine, but he's a lot meaner than I am. Yeah, right? so he'll just sometimes he'll take. It doesn't matter. Like I'll kind of like weigh risk versus reward. He'll just go. Mm-hmm. You know, so we all have our kind of things that make us the best. And I, in my opinion, it's my fight IQ and my technique. Yeah, yeah. So I want to know a lot more about the fighting stuff. But before we get into that, I kind of want to know more about you. Um, if there's any interesting stuff, what like do you have any other passions besides fighting? And then like, how'd you get into fighting? And then we'll kind of go on from there. Are yeah. you an angry person? Am I angry? No, not at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, the pa- fighting has been my my true passion since I was a kid. So my dad was um, he actually owned a school at one point. Okay. Um, so pretty much, we didn't have a babysitter, so all I could do was just go with him. That's so lit. Was, so I was watching class, and I kept begging, like, please, can I please do it? So at four, he said, fine, I'll finally let you do it. I've done it ever since, from four till now. And then pretty much when I was around, like, I want to say, like, 13 or so, we watched uh, Anderson Silva fight in the UFC. Wait, and hold on. Pause you real quick. So you said your dad had a school. What what kind of what kind of school was it? Like, Fighting style, you? martial arts okay. style. It was a kung fu what? school. Okay. A, a traditional kung fu, kung fu school. Okay. Um, we did do, like, some kind of sparring and stuff like that, but definitely nowhere near the level of, like, Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu and gotcha. stuff like that. I kind of got into okay. that a little bit later, but uh, my roots come to kung fu, so that's why, like, when I was a kid, I liked like a lot of Jackie Chan movies, okay. Bruce Lee, and things like that. And um, you know, one of Bruce Lee's biggest things was that you got to venture out and try new styles. Mm-hmm. So eventually, when I got older and I got the chance to train with John, you know, that he was like, "Look, we gotta train other stuff. We gotta know jujitsu. We gotta know striking." Because unfortunately, you know, the big stigma about kung fu guys is that they can't fight. Yeah, right? really. Yeah, oh, a lot. Yeah. To be honest, like like they not, can't. Not a lot of them can. In a re- like in a real <laughs> like in a real fight. Yeah, because there's a lot of theory, right? So yeah. it's like. 
you know, oh, if he hits me, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But if you don't actually fight, then you're never going to know how to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So um, a lot of Kung Fu guys' problem is that they have all these techniques, these like flashy stuff, but when they actually do it, you know, it's about, you know, a guy who's like, all right, now now block it. It's, you know? okay. it's like an art more than it is uh, than it is practical? Yeah, I would say it, um, it depends. I would say, like, the more commercial it got, yeah. the mm. more it became an art. Right, because now people don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't want to come in and get beat up, and they see all these fancy stuff on TV. So now it's like, okay, let's give the guys what they want. So we'll give them all this fancy stuff, and eventually it got so far to the point where like, it kind of diminished as like a fighting art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so long story short, pretty much how we got into it as John Way was, we started doing tournaments against Muay Thai guys, and we noticed a couple of guys were getting their ass whooped. Like these guys are beating these guys, not bringing a sweat, and we're like, okay, we need to learn that. Like that's something we absolutely have to do. And then we started doing it, and eventually uh, I got into MMA, and we just kind of just kept going from there. Yeah, yeah. that's what's up. Nice. So, I, me, I'm pussy. I, I'll, I'll, start, <laughs> I'll start off with that. Right off the bat, I'm pussy. Like, me and fighting has never been a thing. You hit a well, nigga. I mean, I did, but e- even then, when I, like, the thought going through my head is like, damn, I got to protect my nigga Phil. But it's also like, I don't want to hurt this nigga. <laughs> like, me punching somebody, I don't know. But my point is, how how crazy or like, what goes through your mind? Like, one, deciding you want to fight, and then two, when you're actually in a fight. Because I feel like I'm a pretty boy. You an attractive dude, too. Like, pause, no homo, all that stuff. Hey, my man like, looks... <laughs> yeah. I, I, my man, you look good. <laughs> yeah, I was you, like, wait, you, this you, ain't you, sound- you a good looking dude, but I wouldn't want my face getting fucked up from a fight. You feel me? So to me, it's just it's crazy that, that you're able to do this. But can you just let people know that aren't a part of this world that may be in the same boat as me, like that maybe it's not that big of a deal to you or whatever? Well, look, so I have a little different, unique uh, perspective than a lot of people. Yeah. It's like. For example, my brother. My brother's been a super athletic guy, has a yeah. little bit of mean streak with him. So, like, for him, fighting is just something he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, me too. I'm a bitch. Like, I'll be honest. Like, anyone who knows me really well, they're like, I can't believe this guy fights. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Um, for me personally, it was like, it was something where I felt like I was so scared of it for so long. And I was like, you know what? And I saw people, I, I saw people fight and I was like, I look up to them. I'm like, damn, like, why can't I be like those guys? Mm-hmm. So, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let me try it. First fight I did, I cried. I got head kicked in the face. I cried immediately. I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. But it was one of those things where I felt like I was, everything I'd done, I've done pretty well. Like I played basketball for a little bit. It was okay. You know, but I was never garbage. And like fighting, I was garbage. So I was like, okay, like this is something I really got to focus on. Yeah. Cause you don't be garbage. It, the better I got. And like, you know, now I'm not the guy getting beat up anymore. Now I'm the guy beating people up. And now yeah. I'm like, okay, like I put all this hard work into it and now I'm having fun with it. So, you know, like for me, I would say I put on like a little, uh, like the mo that's sitting here, not the same mo that fights. Yeah, well, two different guys. Like this okay. mo. Oh, for sure. If a cockroach walks you, through the door. Yeah. I'm running. Like I'm gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, like you know, how kids used to play like bloody knuckles back in the day. Like oh, two punches really. down, I'm done. Right, but the mo in the ring, like that's a different guy. That's the confident mo. That's the mo who's just trying to get the job done and get up out of there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now so, you, you're definitely super locked in, super focused. Even just your your walk in, you walked right past me. I don't even know if you saw me, but um. I was like, oh, he's super locked in. Oh, this, this is for real. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's like an alternate ego. So that's why I like the whole boom goes to dynamite yeah. thing because that's that's a different that's a different mode to be honest. Yeah, it's with a you different person. Know? Yeah, 
And like for me, it's more not so much like, okay, I'm not trying to get hurt. I'm trying to hurt someone. It's trying to like, how am I going to best this guy? You know, am I, is it going to be a cardio thing where I just, you know, don't get tired as much as he does? Is yeah. it going to be a pain thing, right? Does he get hurt quicker than I do? Mm-hmm. You know, or is it a skill thing, which I like to do is where I want to see like, okay, how can I outsmart this guy? Yeah. I'm not the strongest guy, not the biggest guy either, but I'm a lot smarter than a lot of these guys. So how can I use that to my advantage? So for me, it's more of like a, more of a game than anything else. Chess yeah. match. But that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mayweather to, approach. To Zach, how yeah. I, th- I mean, obviously I don't fight, but how I think about it is like playing basketball, you know, like is you're not the same person sitting here as when you are playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, it's it's a different mindset. It's different. Like you're, maybe not your adrenaline's going, but it's a a different kind of like um. I don't know, focus or just yeah. like you know, like what it is. Yeah. And, and, like and I'm I not the same that. person that I am when I'm playing basketball. And like, I get that, but at the end of the day, like if I were able to fight with like headgear on, it'd be yeah. a completely different story. But. Injuring my face. I mean, you face, can start that way and damage it. That is true, but injuring my face, that's just like the number one deterrent for me. You know, they have a saying in fighting, though, the pretty boys are actually the worst because they didn't get fucked up, right? Because yeah. there's guys who have like bad scar tissue and stuff like that. So a guy's been fighting for a while and he still looks good, then yeah, he's, yeah, probably, yeah, good. he's yeah. probably pretty yeah. good. <laughs> so as far as fighting, not to kind of put your uh, strategy out there or anything like that, but what do you prefer? Like ground and pound? Do you like to stand up and box? So what's yeah, what's I your? I mean, I can put my strategy. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, I'm more. I like to strike. That's okay. something I started with, like with the kung fu originally, and then we got into the muay thai. That's that's the thing I feel the most comfortable with. Um, but I'm a brown belt in jiu jitsu as well, so I feel pretty comfortable both ways. But I'm always gonna strike with people first. Mm-hmm. And the thing about striking is that every fight starts on their feet. And to be honest, if they don't want it to happen. There's not much they can do about it. Like, yeah. Unless they are really good and they can take me down. But I think with fighting, it's it's one of those things where I can tell you what I'm going to do. And like, unless you're really good, you're not going to be able to stop it. So yeah. Yeah. I can tell people I want to strike with them all day. They probably know that by now. And, uh, you know, that's what I primarily like to do. But I'm really good at jujitsu as well, too. Mm-hmm. So. That's something I like about uh, John Wade Jim is, and I've noticed this by going to the fights, that I would consider the gym a strike first gym. Even though there's a focus on jujitsu, I feel like the fighters on the team are all strikers. Like they just throw hands. And I, feel I like, appreciate that. I feel that. like in today in, in MMA, you kind of need both. You do. Like, be, like you said, like the fight always starts on on the um on your feet. But if anything happens, and you even if you even if you get roped up, even against the fence or somewhere, like you know, you got to know how to defend takedowns. You got to know how to get out of out of certain holes and stuff. Yeah, of course. I mean. You can go back to, like, the first UFC with, like, Horace Gracie, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, right? He taught pretty much people, like, these guys are kung fu specialists, black belt, taekwondo, karate. He took them down, and no one knew what to do. Yeah. Right? So, it's kind of like a prerequisite everyone needs to know. Um, I would say, like, it just depends. Like, if you – some people prefer the ground game. You know, like, for me, I think it's just more exciting being on the feet. Yeah. Personally, I think I have more fun doing it. When I'm on the ground, I'm like, I can control this guy. I'm beating him up. But I have more fun on the feet. So, that's why yeah. I – personally go that way but everyone needs to know a little bit of everything because you never want to get into a spot where you have no idea what's going on right which is one of the scariest things you can do in the oh for sure because yeah. you like it i mean watching it is scary like watching someone who clearly doesn't know how to get out of somewhere and doesn't know what they're doing or someone who is super super like we talked about this i yeah. wanted to save it for later but like charles Oliveira, like he he gets through his i guess um jujitsu technique so quickly that you're like, yo, what is going on? He looks like a spider out there. Like, he yeah. just, like, he's in front of you, and then all of a sudden he's on your back. So, I don't know. You have to have a base. I would say, like, if you have a basics of everything, 
it'll help out. So, for example, like Khabib, right? Yeah. Khabib was never known as a striker, but he has a decent level of understanding of striking, so it can help out his wrestling, right? So if he's right. on the feet, he has enough to hang with you. So and he, he has, get it down to and the he has the power. Yeah, too. So like he hits people, and they're like, "Oh wait, I thought he was just yeah. gonna try to, to wrestle honest, me." I don't think he has a lot of power. Yeah. I think that people are so worried about getting taken down, they forget about the punches. Yeah. Like to be honest, punches that knock people out aren't necessarily hard punches. Like I could take a hard punch, mm-hmm. but it's punches you don't see coming. Like the did you see the fight? You see the punches you don't see coming. The fight uh, last week in Chaos Williams, his knockout. Yeah. Oh, he he, of, like, he got his leg kicked. He was on one leg. <laughs> It's still knock buddy out yeah. cold. Speaking of Miguel, lives down here. He's actually super yeah. cool guy. I met him a couple of times. Really cool guy. But um, you know, he kicked him once or twice. You know, his leg was hurting. He thought, oh, I got this guy. I'm a so double he was kick him. Yeah. All offense and didn't realize the guy was gonna punch back. Yeah, so that's what knocked him out. He didn't see the punch coming because he was so worried about, oh, I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit him. Yeah, didn't think about getting hit himself, which happens a lot of the time. Right, and he it looked like he was winning that fight. Or it was even, and then, then that was it. I had him up. I had him up. I had him yeah. in that fight. Yeah. So I'm curious, what is probably the most painful thing when you're in a fight, like a UFC fight or MMA fight, um, that the casual person or non-fighter wouldn't realize, like, damn, that shit's actually painful. Like, y'all were just talking about leg kicks, and I know they're a lot more painful than what they actually look to be. (laughs) I would say the worst thing, body shots, for sure. Body shots. I'll tell anybody this. I'd rather get knocked out cold Mm -hmm. than get dropped with a body shot. Really? 100%. You know, you get knocked out, it doesn't really hurt. You wake up, and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I got caught, you know? Yeah. But body shots, you feel horrible. You feel it for, like, two or three days after. And, like, you do, you, ever, you ever seen, like, a big guy get bo- dropped with a body shot? All they do is just curl up you like just a crumble, ball. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the worst thing I, you could possibly get hit with, a body shot, a bad one, too. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite punch? My favorite punch? Jab. Yeah. Everything starts with a jab in, uh, in boxing. And um, I'm a righty, but I fight right foot in front. So, for me, the jab sets everything up. Got you. Yeah. That's why I'd be watching the tape. I was watching you. I'm like, oh, you think it's a southpaw. Hmm. Have yeah. you? Oh, sorry. No, I would say um, I'm a little different in that sense because uh, that's the traditional Kung Fu side of me because a lot of people put their um, power hand in, their, in the back. Mm-hmm. I put it in front because it's the closest thing to you. Yeah. I was trying to figure out my stance and I was just feeling like I just like my power hand going forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that, like, I like just it that using way, it yeah. more. Because yeah. well, that's what I'm good with. <laughs> well, people just want to hit people hard. So that's why yeah. they put it in the back, right? They, sometimes they see someone, and they're like, okay, we're fighting. I just need to hit this guy as hard as possible. So that's why they want to put their power hand in the back. But once you get into a little more, you realize, okay, maybe not so much power is the, the thing. It's how am I going to disguise the punch a little bit. So as Phil's, what, what do they call it in? Is it, are you his sensei? Like, well, what, what do you call it? Uh, just call teacher? it instructor. <laughs> instructor. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we have a previous guest, a good friend, and he used to do MMA and he's been. He still does. Okay. I think he, he's going back to the gym now. He's been <clears throat> challenging Phil in a fight. Do you feel like you're a good enough instructor to where you can have Phil prepared for this fight? Of course. I'll be honest, Phil's pretty good. Like, Phil, uh, yeah. my favorite thing about Phil Oh, is- no, don't say that. Because <laughs> no, no, then, then Gabe's going to be like, oh, he's good? Okay. <laughs> but the thing, thing is, like, Gabe also has him by, like... 30 pounds. 30? It might be more How than that. How much do you weigh? I'm, one, I'm 175 now. Bro, I'm 30 pounds heavier than you. <laughs> okay, so he might have me by 40. Yeah, so he's like... Yeah. Well, yeah. Phil's maybe, a scrapper, Nah, though. probably 50. 
Look, Phil, Phil is scrapped. Though. I've seen him sometimes where he goes against big guys and he's blasting these guys. I'm like, man, he probably chill out a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> like I Phil, love sparring. Like, I don't mind getting hit. Yeah, though, he'll but. sit there in the pocket. You know, that's one of the biggest things, right? He's comfortable with getting hit. Like people just don't like getting hit in the face. I don't like mm-hmm. getting hit in the face, but he's pretty comfortable with this. So. But that, but he, Gabe is jujitsu first, so he's gonna try try to choke him. I mean, he kicks too. I don't know. Hey, he's, Phil used to wrestle. He small yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Phil scrappy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like I I joined the gym for so I actually would like now that I'm in the gym I wish I would have done it when I first came to Florida because my aggression would have helped me out so much I was just mad aggressive out here because niggas is different but I joined the gym to get in shape as I was like oh it's a way to do something different because weightlifting became tedious and monotonous and I've always wanted to do like fighting again since yeah. I did wrestling and I was like oh I felt like and I was in the beginning when I came down to Florida I always get into it's getting to scuffles. So I feel like I'm a, one day I'm going to run into somebody that actually does MMA, and they're going to beat my ass. <laughs> and so that's why I joined. And then once I joined the Phil gym, was I was looking like, for this shit is fun. Like, Absolutely. Like, I joined to learn how to take a punch, but then also give a punch. So I was like, if you – I came in there, like, not being scared to get hit. And I'm just like, oh, like, if I get hit, I get hit. I'll be straight, I guess. Like, yeah. Okay, what's, health insurance. What's worse? Getting knocked out or getting submitted? I would say, look, I would say getting knocked out because of the after effects of it. Yeah. It is a concussion, right, at the end of the day. So you got to imagine, like, I probably had, like, one bad concussion. and I didn't even get knocked out. I got hit in the back of the head at the end of a fight. Mm-hmm. And um, you're very sensitive to light. Can't go on your phone. You're I've very had nauseous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Loud noises hurt stuff like that. We get submitted like it's more of like a pride thing. It's like oh damn, I can't, yeah, that's I can't so, give up, you know. But yeah, as a as a fighter, I was saying, maybe not as like a fighter. I would say like getting submitted because you get knocked out. You like oh, I just got caught, you know. Yeah, but yeah. You but get submitted, submitted like, like he walked you through that process. Yeah, <laughs> he tapped you out. And you if, you, if you tap out or whatever, it's like you're better. Like it's almost like admitting. That's how I thought of it. Yeah, I or mean, like you got me, you know. Look, some guys just will go to sleep. They're like, "Fuck it, I ain't gonna." Yeah. I'd rather just go to sleep. Justin Gaethje against Khabib. He didn't, <laughs> he just went to sleep and woke up. Like, I can fight next week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look, there was even a thing that um, Khabib didn't want to break his arm in front of his parents. That's why yeah. he put him to sleep instead. Yeah. Oh, really? That's what he yeah, said. That's what he said. He said like his parents were in the audience, so I didn't want to break his arm. I knew it was gonna tap. So Khabib I put him to sleep is instead. Khabib. So that's lit. wild. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> So nice of him. Some people, some people are so good, man. Like there's, I mean, there's times where like you don't want, you know, you, you kind of feel like okay, I'm a little better than this guy. I don't want to hurt him, you know. Because mm-hmm. like one of the difference between like one of the scariest thing about fighting is not necessarily getting hurt is that you're doing it in front of everybody, right? Yeah. So let's say I go out there and get my ass whooped. I'm not getting beat up and like by myself. Like everyone's seeing my girlfriend, my mom, you know, like imagine, everybody. Imagine how Buddy felt in that nine seconds. Honestly, bro. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, so we're referencing, Contact. like we said, his brother fights, and he had a title fight, and they were on the same card, and his brother had a nine-second knockout, which is wild. Nice, but the the kid, the guy woke up and tried to fight him still, because he thought tried that to fight he, the ref, yeah. yeah. No, no, he tried to, he was going after, what's his name? After your brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he started grappling with the ref. Because once you get knocked out, you don't really know what's what. He woke up trying to fight, bro. I was like, <laughs> oh, that actually, I've seen it happen, like, in, in the UFC, but I saw, I was like, oh, he, he real really, life. he didn't, I was like, this is happening. <laughs> so, and like, I know you didn't see, you, did you see it at first or no? I know Phil didn't see it at first. And I was I like, guys. See, I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah. I just okay. got, I oh, just got right back into the arena when they were um, announcing his name. Yeah. Man, but, knockouts are crazy. I remember there was one time we were in um, Orlando. And there was a guy who got knocked out previous in the card. I hadn't been there. 
So he gets back, and I guess some promotions are, you know, a little like, eh. So the guy had, like, no corner, had, like, two kids there with him. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I guess he got knocked out, and these kids are like, dude, you got knocked out. I was freaking crazy. And he's like, do you know what day it is? He's like, I have no idea. He's like, do you know who's president? He's like, uh, Obama? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was last year. <laughs> I was like, ooh. This was like, how old are you? I'm 12. <laughs> what am I doing it was here? With my he was mom? like, I don't know. He was like, what did I do? He was like, I fought Muay Thai. He was like, I don't even know Muay Thai. <laughs> like, no. It was bad. Like he didn't know where it was. And the guy, and the guy asked him, yeah. like, what's your name? He goes, uh, and he was like trying to figure it out. And they're like, yeah, we got to go to the hospital, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that man got knocked into a. Oof. I had a buddy. He got into a fight in the, when I was in football in high school, and he fought this dude, and he was beating his ass but he fought in his cleats and the dude hit him one time and he slipped and hit his head off the concrete Jesus and he woke Christ. up in fourth period <laughs> it was bro i swear to god like he he hit his head on the he concrete story, and yeah. he starts seizing and so everybody got scared right he's just on the ground like this things ain't never seen nobody seize before so we like oh you didn't kill this man and so he wake up and we like bro you good he's like what's the last thing you remember Last thing I remember is fourth grade math. We was working on something. <laughs> fourth, period, I'm, fourth, period. Oh, fourth period. I'm like, bro, you just knocked this man in the fourth period. <laughs> it was wild. And then the coach tried to fight the dude that beat him up. Because oh the dude Wait, was like a special needs was, kid. I thought you said he was winning. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know how you have them badass kids? Like, oh, he was one yeah. of them dudes that always fought, but he was kind of special. Yeah. So no, I know what you mean. It, yeah. They was like, you always trying to fight? Coach came in like, I'm going to fight his ass. And like, coach short and fat. And I'm like, bro, he going to beat you up. You <laughs> <laughs> want some what he got? For real. <laughs> Take your cleats off, coach. <laughs> All right. So one thing that I know Mo wanted to talk about um, was fear. Like, when is it good to have fear? When can you use it to your benefit? Uh, so go ahead and, and and let us know what exactly you wanted to talk about as fear goes. Yeah, I was just curious on your guys' opinion, but for me, I would say, like, fires, we have a very close relationship with fear. Yeah. And the fact that we know it's not good or bad, right? Because it could be good in some instances, yeah. but it could also be very bad in some instances. You know, I'll say this, for example, I was telling my girlfriend this story the other day. Like, one time we were in um, we were in Colorado not too long ago, and she wasn't scared that it was raining and we are on top of a mm -hmm. mountain. So she's climbing, and I'm like, she's going to fall for sure. Yeah. So she fell, of course, and I caught her. But then the reason why I didn't climb up the thing is I was like, I'm scared of shit. Like, I'm not going to climb yeah, up this thing yeah, so I'm probably going to fall. Right? So in that instance, like, fear was a good thing for me. Mm -hmm. For her, not having fear was kind of a bad thing, right? So it kind of depends. So I was like, you know, fighters, when they come out and they're very fearful, you know, sometimes they're very hesitant. They don't want to go first and stuff like that. Whereas, like, if you have a good relationship with fear, we're like, I'm still nervous. And I'm so scared to get hit. But I'm not going to let it stop me. Then that's when... You know, that's when you have your best results, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. You know? So for you guys, like, what do you guys have? How's your relationship with like fear and like? Well, shout out, shout out to Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go first. Go ahead. I rock with it. Like, um, I try to pride myself on not or being fearless. So, but I can recognize when I get nervous and stuff. So, like, I'm a very reckless person. Mm -hmm. like, I just do a lot of unnecessary shit. That I just take risks that people just shouldn't take. <laughs> and a lot of times I'll look back and be like, damn, I could have died or that was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of when I wrestled or like stepping on the football field, it was it would be that same thing. So it's like, oh, I'm or having a tackle like a running back that's two fifty. You see it coming at you and you just like, Okay, do I go up? Do I go low? Um, so for me it's Bro, you had high school running backs that were two fifty? <laughs> Bro, yeah, we, we 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 oh yeah. I've never been two fifty in my life. Really? No, I mean they Midwest fed. 
Midwest, fat, bro. A running back in high school too. It's not like I'm off the point, but running backs that feel in high school at 250, unless they were like put him in for a play. Maybe like a yeah, it wasn't like like a defense starter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But most of the running backs were closer to two 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 hundred. Yeah. In high school, we fought and we played in 8A. And mind we fought. You, I mean, we, play, we, we played in 8A, which yeah. is like the biggest conference in the state, and right. I was 145 pounds free safety. Mm-hmm. So no matter I if I got to tackle any running back that's over 175, I'm like, bro, I am about to get embarrassed. Yeah. He's about to truck. He's about to run right over me. And then, like, in wrestling, I went up my sophomore year, and I was 103 and went up to 112 and got my ass kicked every match. Yeah. But – it's like you go in there knowing like this dude's bigger than me, he's stronger than me, but I'm gonna still try to beat his ass even though he beat they beat my all beat my. I think I won one match that year. <laughs> yeah. So when do you guys feel like fear is a good thing versus when it's bad? And I think I mean fear keeps you keeps uh, maybe I don't want to say safe, but kind of like But it definitely does keep Yeah, it keeps safe, you safe, yeah. but also kind of like lets you lets you know your limits kind yeah. of in a way or kind of just keeps you keeps you in check and from getting too overconfident yeah and i think for me i guess it could be good when i mean yeah when you're in like dangerous situations like i like you like phil said i do reckless things or things that people would claim are reckless but while i'm doing it i'm like all right i know my limits like this is where it's at so i i can get this far and i know how this feels so like all right this is my this is my edge is my limit yeah like whether it's climbing up a mountain and when it's wet or what or like climbing up trees i used to climb trees higher than like my like my aunt's house in in maryland and they'd be like yo what are you you good up there like i'm cool but yeah i think fear kicks in the most in flight or fight fight or flight and or like a life or death situation so it's like the times i'm most fearful um are generally when i'm out in public and i know something bad is about to happen yeah and because i'm like shit's about to go down i could dictate my next move like instantly yeah i'm like all right we need to skate like right now yeah. right yeah. now right now <laughs> i want to say that i mean like for you maybe life or death so, like people get scared of like for example the fear of like even talking to like a girl or something like that because they're yeah. like oh, oh man what true. if i get embarrassed in front of everybody yeah. right so you know I think fear is kind of like it's kind of like not black or white. Like it could, it's you gotta have a good relationship with, right? So yeah, like, it depends on the situation and what that fear is. Yeah, it depends on the situation because there there's times when I would say like, for example, let's say talking to a girl, right? Where, you know, will getting embarrassed be the worst thing that happens? Eh, probably not. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah but yeah, there's yeah. times where like, yeah, the fear is trying to help you. Like, hey, don't do it because it's kind of stupid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think with fear, it's um as long as you have a good relationship with it and you understand it really well, and you understand the situation you're in, then it, it's pretty good. But Sometimes I do think like a lot of people make choices on, on things based on fear. You know? Yeah. So that actually leads to a question that I have. N- knowing that you're a fighter and you've been fighting for this long, mm-hmm. do you feel like that kind of helps with your confidence? And we'll just use the talking to a girl as an example, because I know for me, like I I hate rejection. So like approaching a girl, that that'd be tough for Same, me. Same. Yeah. But if I had that, like, yo, I've been knocked out in the ring, I've been punched in the fucking face. It, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things of talking to a girl. So this is light work. Like, yeah. do you feel that way? I would have to put it in perspective like that sometimes. So sometimes I will get scared with stuff that I probably shouldn't, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, you know, I could have got knocked down in front of my whole family, but you know, 
So for me, sometimes, yeah, I would say like things aren't as bad. So if, like, I public speaking, I do a lot. Like I mm-hmm. do a lot of seminars for like, kids, for parents and stuff. And people are like, oh, are you nervous? Are you going to mess up? I'm like, if I mess up, like it's not the worst thing that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like I've been in situations where if I get knocked out in front of my friends and family, like that's usually for me, like getting embarrassed in front of everybody is probably the worst thing ever. Because then people yeah. are like, how'd your fight go? You're like, oh, you know, not too yeah. well. You know, or like. You know, people are like, oh, what happened? What'd you do wrong? Or people, like, become experts and stuff like that. So that's what, like, I'm super... Yeah, because, like, sometimes you lose and, like, you know, you should have been a little meaner yeah, in there. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. Pre- that pre- shit appreciate it. The fuck <laughs> 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 Thanks, gotcha. guy, that not, don't fight for shit. Oh, that's literally the worst thing. I remember um, after my last fight, not not this one, but the one before that, I won by TKO in the second. And people like, oh, you should have finished him in the first. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know... First of all, you probably should like get off the couch and go do stuff. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I obviously don't say that shit in your yeah, face. You know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, I think um, definitely like it puts in a good perspective for me because I know there's worse things that I've done. So this small task is, you know, not as serious compared to everything yeah. else. So it does help my confidence. It helps me put this stuff in perspective a lot. Got you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as I, de- a, I okay. definitely have the fear of public speaking and, and stuff like that. I mean, I think this has helped. But but just in general. Yeah. Public speaking thing for me personally is um, we do this thing called the uh, parable of the plank, right? So there's a thing where it's like there's a plank on the floor right now. You guys could all probably walk past it, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Right? But if I put it up, you know, let's say we put it up on the two tables right there. You know, you guys would be like, oh, it's a little scarier, but I could do it for sure, right? Yeah. But if I put it on top of two buildings, you'd be like, oh, I don't think I can do yeah. it, right? But it's the same task, right? It's still walking forward in a straight line, but yeah. now the perceived danger is worse. So, for example, like public speaking. And you're like, oh man, like it's so much. It's just talking, right? You talk yeah. every day. You talk to your friend, talk to people. But I think it's just that perceived like danger of like, oh so man, it, if I f up, then it's gonna yeah. mess up. Yeah. Even with that, even with the plank thing, I'm like, yeah. But on top of buildings, there's wind. There's more gravity. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like, I the, the gravity is gonna be pulling me harder yeah. through the through the plank or whatever. I start like, like I mean, like, I mean, you're been pushed over by wind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if you're talking about. I'm just, that I'm just super different up on the elevations. That's my overthinking and my like yeah. analytical. Well, that's the thing. Like I think with perceived danger, you kind of have like a little bit more overthinking and that, but that's fear again, right? Like so it's a very simple yeah. task of talking, but because it's in front of people now, you're like, oh crap. Like this is so much different than I've ever done before. But it's like, well, you talk I like that. Time. I like that parable, but I don't like it at the same time because like <laughs> it, there's like there's more if it's on top of a building yeah, yeah like yeah, like yeah. But it's the same there's task. greater there's like, great, the, it's the, the same t- task but yeah. there's more risk like there is more if risk, you fall yeah. this high it's not like death you know it's, that's that's when it gets like you know yeah but that's like that per, that danger also makes people do stuff that like because walking straight like I'm sure at any point you can walk straight right yeah. but because it's on top of something you're like damn like can i walk straight like you start questioning yeah you, you start questioning yourself you start overthinking and that's when you start messing up a little bit more right mm-hmm. but if you're like all right it's just walking forward i'm sure you could do it 10 times out of 10 yeah you know what i mean so a lot of stuff like that is more so like perceived like you're thinking that because it's more risk and more danger to it it's a different task when in actuality it's the same task just a different place yeah yeah so i got a question as an instructor and a fighter and it's a multi-part question What's your favorite demographic to teach? And is there a is there a demographic that you don't like teaching? Uh, personally, I like teaching the kids. Yeah. You know, because for me, the kids, uh, that's where I started. And, like, I was a very shy kid. You know, like I said before, like, I was a punk. Like, I, anything scared me. You pushed me too hard. I would cry. <laughs> so, for me, like, I just want to give them what martial arts gave me, right, which is confidence, like, Everything, the way I talk, walk, the way I do things is all because of martial arts. If I didn't have this, you know, I'd probably be just like in a corner somewhere, you know, not doing anything. So I like teaching the kids most. Um, as far as the least favorite thing, 
I just don't like the whole like fitness thing, like the whole fitness kickboxing thing. Mm-hmm. For me personally, that's the only class I don't teach at the school uh, because for me, I like more of like the technical aspect. I like the fighting, I like the art behind it. With fitness kickboxing is just like, you can probably you just come here to work out. Yeah, yeah, it's just a really good workout. And like, I don't mind it. You know, I think it's a cool workout for people who've never done this stuff before. But me personally, like, I don't enjoy teaching it. I, it's just something I have to teach. Yeah. Okay. And is there, is there age that's too late to start? Because I'm 30. Like, I started when I'm 31. And I want to do an amateur fight. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, you're kind of 31. I'm like, eh. Francis Ngannou was like, uh, I think it was like 30 20. when he had his first fight. Yeah. So, um, or like 20, yeah, 27 or something. He's also not 28. <laughs> so, <there laughs> I mean, <is> <laughs> fair point, but um, Bro, that, that, he is that's a scary person. That is definitely a scary that person. he might be the scariest person alive right now. See, what Francis and God, the reason that makes me mad is because because I'm a person who likes like fight IQ so much, yeah. To see him win hurts me. Oh, really? Because <laughs> he has yeah, no fight I'm IQ. A, I'm, a, I'm a biggie boy fan, we're from the same country, so when when they fought. Like, first 10 seconds, I'm like, okay, Biggie Boy looking good. But Francis just comes out like a tornado, like no technique at all, just swinging and connects a couple of times. Well, and him and out. him versus was the one where he won the title. He fought better in that one, though, than oh, usual. Okay, so let's, what do you let's, think? Let's you talk tell about me. that real quick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he defended one takedown. Yeah. <laughs> right? And um, he didn't sprint at his opponent, right? That's like basic uh like that's what i expect from beginners right yeah. because he's so like wild <laughs> yeah. that when he does basic shit well and was like oh my god he's so much better yeah he's just doing basic stuff really well but right. he's so athletic so like well yeah i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't say that i think he's like super technical or super good but it's just like you're scary and like you're still an infant in the sport yeah i think if someone got um wasn't afraid of his like god-given ability yeah they would beat him Stipe Miocic did a really good job, but he got a little too overconfident. That's why yeah. he got caught. Yeah. I think a John Jones beats him. Yeah. A Ciro Gon. Right. So, but that's what I was going to ask, because that's the next one. I'm not entirely sure, because Ciro Gon does, um, he plays it very safe. Yeah. And I think it's just going to end up being either two things. Either he gets knocked out because he wants to be, he wants to make it more exciting, or the opposite happens where it's like a stalemate. And then and they're going to give it to the, the yeah. current champion. Because, yeah, when it comes to close decisions, they always get their champion. Yeah. That's how it goes. But I don't think Nagano's the guy either, like, because he can't play that technical game. If they do that, he'll just, he'll just wait for him. Right. He'll just end up staring at each other the whole time. But I don't think Nagano's all that good. I think he's just really, really physically gifted. But as right. far as, like, uh, technique yeah. and stuff, he's, he's not good. Yeah, but he's but and his story is like crazy, right? So there's that. Yeah, I mean that's what that's that's the cool part about fighting. It's not yeah. a, it's not fair, right? Like, yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair, right? I love like it. these guys can train for their whole lives. Like John Jones, right? John yeah. Jones would take cocaine and like black out a week before his fight and still beat people. Like it's right. not fair. It's not it's not how it goes. You know, it's not the whole like if you train really hard, you'll win. Will it help your chances of winning? One hundred percent. Will it make you win? Not at all. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think part of the best thing about Engano, other than his like athleticism and stuff is like the story and how he got to where he is now and i feel like that gives you a different level that you can get to or a different kind of perspective when you're in there yeah i would say definitely like my bad fighting is what we call like there's a saying that's like the chamber of truth right so whoever you are as a person you'll see it in the ring so for him right like that guy will never quit on himself right yeah there'll be never be a fight where you see him get hit with a couple shots and he starts cowering away from guys because think about this like he didn't have shoes until he was like 20 mm-hmm. right like something crazy like that you know it's like with fighting you know because he has that story you kind of have a bigger 
I want to say like you have a better idea who he is as a fighter too. Yeah. Like he's not gonna give up. Like if Wait. you're a punk, like you'll see it in the ring too. Did you have you heard a story? Like did you listen to an interview about it or anything? Or um, how he got to like Spain and all that? I know very briefly of it, but I don't Bro, know. Bro, this too man well. went through like everything. He wanted to become a boxer at first. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be Mike Tyson. He, I you just had to listen. I can't even do it justice. But he's he. <laughs> I send he him walked through deserts like he. I can't even, I can't even like do it justice. Just like listen, yeah. and you'll be like, okay, this is insane. Probably the craziest. Like he was, um, because he il- illegally immigrated from Cameroon. That's where he's from. I think yeah. so. Yeah. All the way to all the way to Spain, and then made it to France. When he's in France, he was homeless and sleeping on the street. But you have to make it through the Sahara Desert to get there. Then after you're in Morocco, you have to get to Spain and. By getting to Spain, you have to create rafts and stuff to get o- to to get there. And they they caught him like twenty seven times before he actually made it. Oh, and when they catch you, they throw you back in the desert on the other side of barbed wire fences. And you have to climb over the barbed wire fence. He like whatever or find a hole in the fence. And then once you're in Morocco, you have to beg for enough money to be able to buy the supplies to make another raft and then try it again. So I don't know if it was. T- I think it might have been. Eight times I, I might have been lying about the twenty-seven. To but anyways, honest, it's crazy. Two is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So then exactly. he he one time he got caught on the bar- barbed wire fence and it tore up his stomach to the point where he had to go to the hospital. After he went to the hospital, they fixed him. They threw him back in the desert. Damn. Then he had a trial over again. So See, we talk about fear. I'm way too fearful to right? even like think this. about doing any of that. So in in the 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 distance from Cameroon to like Morocco and how big the Sahara Desert is and making it through that that's like super, it's just insane to me to even think. But that's why he's the champion. Part yeah, partially yeah. yeah. Other than being, Man, he, won't, he won't give up, right? Like yeah. like I said, most people I would give up at two at the two times. Like you know what, maybe this place ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like you know, exactly. eight times, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Bro, like it, I don't even know the number, but it might even be more than that. But. Yeah. Like, then after that, he was homeless in France, and then he's like, "Let me fight at this gym and do whatever to." That's yeah. crazy. So I got something right. So on the podcast a lot, we've and we've discussed this extensively, and I always come off as kind of harsh. We talk about how just men are just wild sometimes, and mm-hmm. and like how it's a lot of dangerous for women out there. And then I always refute it with, "It is dangerous out there for women, but at the same time, women have the opportunity to learn how to defend themselves." Mm-hmm. What's your take on like? women learning self-defense or women in fighting or and just combating wild dudes see i would say definitely like i recommend any woman like in my life any woman in my life i tell them you gotta try class you mm-hmm. just that's just something you have to do like even leanne when she came back from uh from ucf and she was like oh i don't know if i should come that was like you have to that's just something you have to do you know because like i said dudes are wild too but with girls it just seems like uh like some guys just see it as like an easy uh like target. Easy target right yeah. so um for me it's like they have to learn it because even if they you know don't have to use it at least they have it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um yeah i think i think everyone every you know boys and girls but definitely like women in general too they have to learn martial arts because people are crazy yeah. and i've heard some horror stories you know that's unfortunate part about you know working where i work is that you know people call and you're like why do you want to try martial arts and some people you know it'll take them a little bit of time to like um open up about it but some people will tell you off bat and i've heard some really bad stories i'm like oh my gosh like yeah you know like i'd be scared to go out 
anywhere if i if i had the same thing happen to me that happened to them you know so definitely like when i hear those stories i'm like man like i just want to help you as fast as i can you know so definitely i would say like women in general should just always try martial arts even if you just do like a seminar here and there you don't have to be like finding people you know all the time but you just need to know it for sure is there a style that you would recommend for women more jujitsu yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah because jujitsu is technique and you don't really have to it's not you don't have to worry about um like size as much doesn't matter as much right yeah because with striking it's one of those things where like i could take some guy off the street and we just close our eyes and start swinging you know it's kind of like whoever hits who first right with jujitsu is one of those things where it's a skill thing right if you don't know what you're doing there you won't beat someone mm-hmm. that's funny because i spar with um she works at the gym ponytail it's like 15 16 shane shane yeah. i spar with like we were like mma sparring and then we went on the floor and like i'm probably like six 50 60 pounds heavier and like i could not get a move in on her i'm like damn you are good yeah, yeah. like she was killing it and i'm like god damn this little girl strong <laughs> Sorry if this is a dumb question, but is there a difference between just ju- jujitsu and Brazilian jujitsu? As far as technique goes, it's probably like small differences. Okay. But mostly, I would say just more like origin. Okay. Because at the end of the day, like what's happening about martial arts now is that people are realizing that there's only a finite amount of moves that work. Yeah. And, you know, some of the stuff are very similar. I would say like Japanese jujitsu, which is the other one, probably has a little different moves, but they're all pretty similar. Okay, I got yeah. you. But I would say, yeah, definitely jujitsu is the, is the thing I preach to everyone because it, it, it's one of those things where you can't just, like, luckily tap someone out, right? You can yeah. luckily hit someone with a good punch, but you can't luckily tap someone out. You need to know. You need to have skill for that. Got you. Yeah. I got to start going Yeah, Phil, you were a little bit misleading with your question. We never said that women shouldn't. No, I said, I'm, no, I'm saying I didn't, I didn't say y'all shouldn't. I said what I usually say is, like, yeah. this is what women should do. So I'm not saying that y'all don't, yeah, because y'all are like, well, men are crazy, men should be more accountable, and I'm like, yes, I get that. I'm of the mindset. It's like with guns, right? Guns are legal, so I feel like because guns are legal, it's your you should have a gun, not necessarily because you want to shoot or kill people, but because everybody else got them. So if everybody else got them, I probably should have one just in case, because I don't want to get caught in a gunfight and not have one. I was saying. So look, I'll even. You know, for your point a minute ago, you said that, like, guys should be more accountable, right? Do I agree with that statement? 100%. But I do think that um, there's only so many things you can control, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say I say that. I can't go out there and make all these guys accountable, right? right? Like, they want to be crazy. Like, no matter what I say to them, They're they will gonna, always yeah. be the same. Facts. So that being said, like, I don't think it's just one of those things where we're just like, hey, guys, be more accountable. I'm good now. Like, no, you can say that, but, like, you got to know that no matter what you say, people are still going to be the way they're going to be. So you need to have something just in case. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Ladies, sign up for them classes. One is going to help you. And then two, you got something in your back pocket. You might, bitch might run up on you. You might have to take her down too. <laughs> <laughs> take your feet off. Oh, I'm sorry. You just realized his toes going to be in the camera for the long feet in the camera. Bro, put, you got to edit it, like blur them out. Yeah. My feet ain't ugly though. Um, so we could get off this for a little bit. Um, so I know one thing that you wanted to talk about, AJ, was the Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, yeah, it came up before the podcast, and I remember I had a story. But uh, wait, you want to tell your story first, Phil? That's how it started. Oh, um, so if y'all don't know about them Jehovah's Witness, man, it needs to be wild. But anywho, don't let Jehovah's Witness talk to you. And so usually, traditionally, Jehovah's Witness are dressed up in suits. You can kind of see them from a mile away. They got their pamphlets out. They're ready to talk about Jesus. Cool. I can avoid them. But I was coming out the shopping center, 
and the Jehovah's Witnesses are getting slick now. Mans was dressed up fresh. And he and usually they come at you respectfully, but he was like, Hey yo, what's good, my boy? And I'm like, Yo, what's up? Like I, I ain't know if I knew this dude or I was like, what like don't like it's it's rare that a stranger says what up to me, like how he said, like, what's good, my boy? I'm like, yeah. like challenging me or some shit? Like, what's good, fam? And he started He's talking like, I to know me. A little something. <laughs> like he just started talking to me and then out of nowhere just whipped out the pamphlet. And I was like, damn, this nigga just got me. You think they trained for that? They have Probably. to. Bro, they, they're like, we're not getting nearly as much people as we should. Bro, they have to. Like, he did it so smooth. And I was like, we, we was talking about life. And he's just like, he didn't even mention God the first five minutes of talking. He was talking about like, oh, what I shop for? Do I shop at this shop? I'm like, yeah, man, I frequent this place a lot. It's actually really cool. They got some good sales going on. And then he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, man, like, what you went to? I was like, what you mean? You uh, go to church, bam, whipped it out. And I'm like, bro, this nigga just got See, and so good. It sounds like he had way better of a spiel that he told you because one day I was leaving UM and these two students, I think they were students, they walked up on me. Um, and I don't remember exactly what they said, but the, it was a white dude and a black dude. The white dude was so awkward. He was like, hey, how's it going? My name's da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. He was like, hey, just letting you know we're a part of this organization. And I'm saying it way better than he did, mind you. Um, but he's like, we're a part of this organization, um, and we meet. Can I get your cell phone number? And in my head, I'm like, one, don't. Like, you could have kept this conversation probably going a little more before you asked for my number. Like, the way you asked, like, it was just so abrupt. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not a student. Um, I'm actually a professional staff person. He was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, you can still attend our meetings. And I was like, bro, honestly, I'm not trying to bullshit you. I'm not religious at all. I'm not attending these. Um, he was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then he kept asking me more questions. But these people definitely need to work on their spiel. Like, again, your That guy, was his first time in the field. My dude no, was experienced. Uh, yeah, your guy was <laughs> He's a good. vet. Your guy was That's good. That's what Michael Jordan sure. no joke. <laughs> 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 I was like, I didn't even so, see a pamphlet in his they hand. Got, bro, they have another technique. <laughs> and that's how, where my story comes in, right? So, um... I get a call, a random call on my cell phone, but it wasn't like unknown number, or whatever. It had the person's name on it yeah. or something. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll answer it. Did it say like just in case. and then the person's name? No, I just had their okay. name on it. Like it's, okay. it's been doing that recently. Yeah. So sometimes I'll pick those up just in, like, I don't know, just in case. But it was like a Saturday or something. And then it was an, actually, no, I don't know if it had the name, but it had a 954 area code. That's what it was. It was 954 area code, and it was like, I think I was waiting for. A, a certain call so i i picked it up and like hey hey what's up it's it's this brother i'm not really trying to sell anything just like <clears throat> i'm a we're just calling people around the it's your your neighbor or something calling people around the neighborhood yeah. and um this is and that and just ask them to check out this uh j this site called jw.org can you check it out and i was like <laughs> I was I was like I don't know what that jw.org I was like that could be anything that's slick so though. right right so I was like so I was like oh no I can't right now. I'm busy right now and I'm not I'm not um I'm not by my computer my computer's right in front of me I was like I'm not looking that up I'm not looking it up while I'm on the phone with somebody like I don't know who this they person might be is or whatever yeah. Like, yeah we're just someone in the neighborhood this is and that can you can you check it out and I was like you know I can I can't right now but but I'll check it out later and he's like oh, okay cool like after you check it out can we call you like I'll just call you next week and see how whatever's going on and i was like all right <clears throat> this is kind of like different and weird but okay i didn't look it up and this person right they <laughs> they um oh that's another thing they said oh she's she's like no okay no she didn't say that i heard so what ended up happening i was like all right bye 
and I didn't hang up because I had it on speaker and I had it on yeah. on the table. They also didn't hang up. And then they just start talking and they're like, hey, so how'd it go? And I was like, three people, <laughs> three people talking <laughs> and back there and they're like, yeah, his name isn't Bernard. And I got, and <laughs> I was like, Bernard. Then I realized I've been getting calls and like voicemails from the fire department or something yeah. saying like, oh, like this is the fire department we're looking for um bernard for like a donation or something like that yeah and he's like yeah it's not bernard and he's like yeah i'll update his name in the system and i'm like what kind of like what is this that they're doing because they didn't try to sell me anything they didn't ask me for no information nothing so i'm just listening the lady has the phone on still i guess she thought it hung up but i don't know why she didn't hang up but she can tell she sounded like older she's probably like 50s or something didn't seem like 60s didn't seem too tech savvy so I'm listening, and they're like, all right, I'm going to update his name. His name is what? And they're like, yeah, but I think it was um, when I answered, he's like, the pre- he sounded really young. And I was like, oh, no. He's like, yeah, like probably like 18 or something <laughs> or, or 17. <laughs> like He sounded very polite, like a nice kid, but um, maybe we'll try again later. Maybe the parents will be home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, I really sound that young. So that was funny. So this at this point, I didn't even know they were Jehovah Witness yeah, at, yeah. at first. So then I – so then – I end up just, like, they just get quiet and go back to working or doing whatever, and I just hang up. Because I was like, all right, if they're scamming, I'm trying to hear what they're really about. Exactly. Especially if they left the phone on. So then later on, I go to jwl.org just to check it out, and it's Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I'm like, bro, are you serious? They're calling people. They got a website. Like, just yeah. check it out. I'll call you next week. Yo, see if you the, like w- it. The website name is so smooth. Right, jwl.org. <laughs> and then you know if it's a .org, it's an official website. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this could be like a government database or yeah. something. like. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just stay away from my dope fam. Like, I don't even know how niggas get... How do they even recruit new members? That's what I'm saying. Because y'all don't celebrate nothing. That's what I'm saying. Bro. Y'all, y'all like y'all dress Amish almost. Nah, they don't dress. And Amish. then they put you out on the corner. They solicit you to go solicit people. Like I don't want to prostitute for the Lord. Like what the hell? So My real quick, on the corner, just hey man, quick. sign up for Jesus. Like what you mean, sign up for Jesus? Because like, I, I don't want to offend anybody. So the the views of Zach Bemold, these are not the views of Mo, Phil, and AJ. But my thing is like. Y'all know, well, you don't know, but AJ and Phil, y'all know I'm atheist. I don't believe in nothing. This nigga the devil. But (laughs) I'm I'm hoping for everybody, like all these like super religious people that like spread the the gospel and the, the word of the Lord, like for their sake, I really hope that God exists or whoever their higher being exists, because I would hate for them to spend their whole life dedicating, like spreading the word of something that's not real. Like being just a regular salesperson, I'm sure is. Wait, what's um, not real? You saying God not real? I'm I'm saying what you saying, I, Zach? No, I, I, what, I, I, what I you saying, know. my boy? At, at the end of the day, I don't know. Um, so maybe I'm agnostic. I don't know. Um, but for their sake, I hope that it is real. Cause spending your whole life on like, hey, like come believe in in this person, and then at the like the end of your life, you find out that it's not real. Like that that'd be it super devastating. Big farce. What you trying to? Yeah. Who you who you working with? <laughs> I'm not working with anybody. Do you, you signed yourself for the Illuminati? G? I got a blood sacrifice. <laughs> Let me know. G. I don't like I don't these like what's coming the, out that corner the over there. Views of Zach. Nobody else. Goddamn Satan. <laughs> Anyways, so the, the white devil we could talk about, Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> that was a great transition. <laughs> he uh, unfortunately Yo. today, um, he was acquitted of all charges. Is, Is it the, unfortunate? I mean, yes, it's unfortunate. It, I think what you're asking is, is it surprising? And for you, no, it wasn't surprising. 
uh, for a lot of people, it wasn't surprising. I was naive. I did not think that he'd be acquitted like this. I did think he'd be charged and sent to jail, but I guess I was wrong. Um, Always wrong. Yeah, yeah. I actually wasn't surprised, and then once I looked at the facts, I was like, okay, he has a decent case for self-defense, technically. If you look at, he did have, like, the dudes that ran up on him, they had guns. Yeah. So, technically, he had a good case for self-defense. Not in the video clip they showed, yeah. Yeah, in the video clip they showed, he had a strong case for self-defense. Not Ooh. even it, not even if it's a strong case, but it, you just have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. And yeah. like, if Am you I, watch, if you watch the the at least the clip that I saw, is yeah. like, okay, I can see beyond a, if they really have to go beyond a reasonable doubt. Then my issue is not the self defense case. My issue is bro had an illegal gun and drove across yes. state lines. Yes. Seventeen years old. And then the judge was like, just straight was like, yeah, you can't. You, we not even talking about that. Like he dismissed that from the start. Yeah, yeah. Like he dismissed the gun charge would have been the one charge. That would have locked him up. Yeah, yeah. And so in that whole case, that gets lost. So now it's a, well, now you can be white and young, and now it's politicizing. Well, black guy do this. and the, I'm like, fuck all that. Bro, took a gun across state lines. Yeah, And, and exactly. the judge threw it out. Yeah. Now that, yeah Most likely because he's white, but I, I'm just, like, disappointed in that part. When I saw that, I was like, it's not looking good for the rest of it. Yeah, but I wasn't mad at still, the verdict, but. It was, even still, it was like, how you let that go? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's the one that would have locked him up. <laughs> you can't. It, there's nothing you could argue about that. Yeah. We know for a fact that he wasn't old enough to get an AR-15. He's from Illinois. You drove across state lines to, which is another thing. Nobody's driving across state line to protect property that ain't theirs. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, exactly. yo, let's keep it a like, bean. He obviously <laughs> went looking for trouble. That's the thing. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's not illegal to go looking it, for it's trouble. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah, but it's not illegal. You can go be like, "Oh, the niggas about to get into some mischief." Hmm, I'm gonna see what they doing over there. I just want to check it out. Yeah, but with a with an AR-15, looking for trouble with an AR-15, that should be a law. No. At, the, at this <laughs> point should be, now, AR-15s yeah. to young white dudes is like handguns. That's yeah, keep true. it a belt. Yeah. Call, call <laughs> it duty era. Exactly. For if you don't got an AR-15, bro, are you really hanging out? Are you really hanging out? <laughs> no, nah, but I don't know, man. I, Yes, he's going to be a, a free man, but I, I do feel like moving forward, at least for the next few years, um, his life will be a living hell. So, I just don't understand why these people get their no, hopes up. I would, I would no, maybe, some people are calling him a hero. He's about to be are. amazing. So, so are, I don't think his... There are going to also be... I mean, I don't know the town he lives in. Yeah. Wisconsin. He's yeah. ain't in Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> oh, he's, from Ill, he's from Illinois. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the part of Illinois he's in, yeah. trust me, all no, the yeah, black people sure. are concentrated in Chicagoland area. And I don't think he's in that part, for the most part. Yeah. And the places in Wisconsin that he's hanging out, again, all the black people are concentrated in Milwaukee. He's not going to be around people he, that doesn't like <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. He's going to be like, the one hero. thing about it is like if you look at social media, there's a lot of people who are super happy that he. Uh, yeah. You know, they were just like, oh, like you're protecting our rights for, for holding guns and stuff like that. So, I think he. I think he should be okay because there's a lot of people it's, on his side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, there's it's the president <laughs> is like. <laughs> He gonna be straight. The president right. acknowledged not the president, former. but I'm saying like the the pre, with the C P R E C E D N T. That oh the precedents. Yeah, the precedents. Presidents, presidents. I don't know president. whatever word that is. Yeah, precedent. Yeah. Okay, now says like I don't even know. I'm not don't confident ever anymore. Listen to English, bro. It <laughs> ain't my first language. The precedents. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that kind of held up. But it's like all the people who are cheering for that part. It's cool, but under the context and 
the way he went about it and what he did, like self defense, cool. But like, you put yourself in a position where you could, you went looking you for no trouble. Yeah. You, you no were you were yeah. pointing this gun at people. It's like they in the, in a situation you know they were upset, and they're going out there to protest. Like, he's like they rioting. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to grab this AR-15. So kind of like cheering riders. cheering him on and being happy and proud of that verdict. It's kind of like just showing, like, yo, you're not really looking at the entire picture. Yeah, exactly. I think these people are more so, like, people are just selfish in general, right? Yeah. But they're not thinking about everything else. They're just thinking about, oh man, they're gonna take my guns away. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's that's. I think, in my opinion, the people who are happy about it, yeah, are more so worried about the their guns, yeah. their laws about their own guns, right. not necessarily what happened there. They don't care. They right. just worry about themselves. Which is yeah. cool, but I'm saying for you to be for you to be like super outwards outwardly spoken about that in yeah. that situation. There's like, all right, if you're back home, like, all right, cool. Like now, if I get into a situation with my guns, my rights are still protected. But it's like, all right, he's a hero. There's like, I don't know. My thing is, I always just find it so interesting that people let cases like this get them so emotionally riled up. Right. And they're so invested. And they're just like, it's never going to be justice in America. And I can't even go on with my dating. I'm like, bro, you got shit to do with you. It, it do, but it don't. Like, yeah. the grand scheme of things, sure. But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, it sucks, but I'm not about to let this shit ruin my day. I yeah, mean, but I don't know. But some people are directly affected in a different... I mean, I'm sure you are too, but in a different way. Yeah. Where they've had family members go through the same thing and the same, the same decency or whatever you want to call it wasn't afforded to them. So oh, obviously sure. that's gonna right. So that's gonna make you feel it. Like it doesn't affect you, but to some, so some people like, right, my brother, not my brother, but like, like to, I'm speaking as like a random person or like some some other person. <laughs> my brother had a gun and got arrested. And he's in jail. He didn't shoot anybody. He just had it illegal or whatever, you know. And I know my brother, and it's too different. Like, uh, I that's okay. Understand. So yeah. that's but why just like, that's why people are upset <laughs> like that. But it, but again, it's. We know the system's tilted. Yeah. So well, if feel, we, so what I was going to say is also for all of us in here as black men, um, we've seen the system be tilted a certain type of way. So for us, we're also kind of a little bit jaded, um, you especially. Um, then you also have the millennials or, or other people that so. maybe aren't black or black men, um, but are for the culture. But they've also had an entitled, maybe not entitled, but they've had certain things given to them and they, they expect certain things. Um, so, yeah, they may be fighting for us and, and on our side, but when they see something not go in their favor, they're not used to that. Whereas for us, it's like, okay, we were kind of expecting that. So that's why you have certain people getting mad over a verdict and affecting them so heavily because um, they want to be for us. And it's like all these injustices continue to happen for black people or whatever uh, minority group. Um, and again, they're used to getting things their way and it's it's not going their way. So that's why they get so upset. So then you know how you mm-hmm. be for us? Sit back and watch how we react and take heat? I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would still say fight for us um, as best as you can. Um, you can't just say sit back and, and, and be okay with the verdict. No, it's... It's 
you don't it's like it gets to a point where it's doing too much in my opinion yeah. I, I think a part of it too is like when you see things like you said it's tilted right when you see things go wrong so many times you're just like please can it go right this one time so when it doesn't again you're like damn it just feels like okay like, like all right. yeah you've like, seen this before it's a rerun like that's why i don't yeah. get too crazy none of like any of these trials i always expect the worst outcome I actually get more excited when the out when it's the outcome I didn't expect. And I'm like, damn, they actually got something right. That's cool. I'll celebrate that instead of getting mad at every trial. I'm like, this one could have been different. <laughs> they killed them in 4K. Like, yeah. it's clear as day. Nah, I, they probably still going to find a way to get them off. Yeah. That's literally the justice system. So, like, all right. Yeah, but at this point, like, a lot of people, like, all they can do is hope, right? We just hope yeah. that it goes well. And then when it doesn't, you're like, damn, again? You know, like, there's only so many times we're just like, fuck it. And like, now then you can turn into, like, some person who's like, okay, it's always going to go wrong. That's me yeah. desensitized. And I'm just like, no hope. Yeah. You're yeah. definitely super jaded. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago, um, man, Chicago. <clears throat> we can move on, though. So, Mo, we have a segment on the pod called Get It Off Your Chest. It's a time to, if there's anything that bothers you, kind of treat this like a therapy session. Um, and maybe you don't need it because you're a fighter, so all that aggression always gets out for you. But is there anything that has been bothering you or anything you need to get off your chest that you need to let the podcast and listeners know? Um, I mean, probably what I said earlier that, like, you know, sometimes people will watch, like, uh, a fight or something you do and they'll kind of put their own, like, two cents into yeah. it. Yeah. Because, um, right. They don't. They just don't know, right? Like, if you haven't been in that arena, if you haven't fought in front of all, everybody, had that pressure of like not only physical harm but like like hard to your pride too. You know, if you haven't been in that situation, then I don't feel like you can talk talk about it, right? Yeah. I think that they like if you can't be like, oh, if I was in there, I could have done X, Y, and Z. It's like you couldn't. You probably couldn't. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. So I think that's that's one thing that like you know after the fights, the one thing I don't particularly enjoy because everyone has something to say. Like I finished the guy sure, in the third yeah. round. They're like, oh, you should have started a little faster. I'm like, okay, well, like. <laughs> To be honest, you get beat up and sparring by regular people. It's so like, it doesn't matter to me. You know right. what I mean? But, but some people think that's encouraging. Like, oh, you could have had him in a second. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, one of the things I get a lot, too, is just because, like, because I'm such an, I'm a nice guy that they're like, oh, you could have been meaner. I was like, I was punching him in the face. Like, how much meaner could I possibly get? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was hitting this nigga, fam. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, like if I was in there, I would just, I just black out sometimes. Like, all right, cool, relax, guy. Right. You know, it's like, you know, I just think people got. That's probably why you lost now. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's in like all sports, right? They're like, oh, if I had the opportunity, I would have hit the crossover. I would have shot the <laughs> yeah. three. It's like, yeah, okay, but relax. you don't. Yeah, it's like, but you don't, and you probably couldn't. Like, if you were in that situation with all the stress and stuff like that, you just probably couldn't do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. my opinion is like, you know, if you have some opinions like that, keep it to yourself. You know, like unless you're my coach, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You really are a nice guy because I would have been like. For real, for real. If y'all don't fight, just say good fight and keep moving. And just shut up and stop talking to me. I don't want your two cents. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think the one of the funnier things is that like sometimes we do like smoker shows. So smoker shows are pretty much like tournaments where they're like the local. There's not a lot of people there. Everyone's still relatively beginners. First thing I always get, oh man, I didn't know it was that hard. Oh, really, man? <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, I'm like, you see what I'm talking about? And that's a smoker show. That's not like the bigger shows. These yeah, guys aren't yeah. all that skilled, you know, but. Yeah, sometimes, like, I think I don't want to hear your two cents. Like, unless you're really doing it, then I don't care what you say. But if you're not, then, like, you know, it goes through one year out the other. But at the end of the day, like, there's only so much I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, like, I get it. Like, if you were in the shoes, you would have done better, you know? And it's you know your next fight when you win, I'm going to definitely be in your ear like, yeah, we should have jabbed his ass. <laughs> <laughs> For real, just to, just to do that? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I seen you, you slipped in there. If I was in there, I would have done it like this. Take some notes. Uh, <laughs> Look, I'll say even this fight, right after I got out of the cage, right but while I was walking to the interviews, they're like, "Oh man, you started off a little slow. Like you should have started off faster." I'm like, 
congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, could you I say thought congrats? that was such a great, I felt like, I thought, I was like, yo, he's kicking his ass this whole fight. Mm-hmm. And I thought at some point they would have stopped it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, like, from the, like, maybe two minutes into the first round, I'm like, oh, yeah, he about to beat his ass. All fight. At some point, he's finna knock him out. I thought he was going to knock him out straight. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, you take your time, because at the end of the day, right, like, there's... And There's especially like you market. like you said, you had never even seen this dude before until you're in the ring. So you can watch no film on him. You can you don't really know what he's good at or whatever. So it what it seemed to me is like, all right, I'm gonna pick my shots. I'm gonna learn, and then I'm gonna keep getting better. I keep okay. I can do this, and then, yeah, that's what it looked like at least. I think one thing that people don't understand is the margin for error is so small. Right. Right. So for example, um, Daniel's guy, right? Daniel's guy decided, okay, I'm gonna go in this guy's face immediately, right? And what did he get for it? Three punches Nine and got seconds. knocked out, doop, right? Doop, doop. <laughs> exactly. So, like, one small mistake ruins your whole night, mm-hmm. right? And to be honest, let's be honest, like, with fighters, it ruins, like, your next couple of months, right? Yeah. Because we always say, like, you're always as good as your last fight. And you fight mm-hmm. once, three, like, three times every, a year, once, sometimes yeah. max. And then you got to tell everybody, oh, how did the fight go? How did the fight go? You're like, oh, I lost. You know, like, it's not a fun thing to do. So, for you, when you get in there, you got you to gotta kind of play a little smart. So, you know, I'm not going to go out there. Could I go out there and just start swinging on the guy? 100%. You know, but I don't know what's gonna happen at that point. I want to put it in my uh, the odds of my favor as much as I can. Exactly. Right. So when people come out there, I'm like, oh, you know, you should just did this, this, and that. I'm like, no, I could have. But right? I won. So. But you know, I won at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's weird. It's people just want to um, feel like they're helping. Yeah. I guess. And like they want to kind of insert themselves like they're like they know what they're talking about, but at yeah. the end of the day, either they don't. Yeah. Or be like, you know, you're not helping at all. Like you know, for me, like. Every time you win a fight, your confidence grows a little bit. Right. But then the minute you walk out of the ring and people are like, oh, like this, this, and that. I'm like, dude, like, yeah. what is this supposed to accomplish like right now? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't understand your motive behind it. Like, is it going to yeah. I'm like, you know what? That one guy in a crowd told me I should start faster. You know what? He's probably right. You know? Like, you know what? I'm going to do like, it next it's time. It's not help anything. Hold on. Let me get out my blues like, clues. Damn, you know what? My coaches told me all this stuff. But you know what? This one guy who's drinking a beer, you know, and like, you know, could barely walk. Yeah, wing sauce on his shirt. Pro- I, I should probably listen to this guy, though. Yeah. He yeah. knows what he's talking about. So just looking at you, you're very like nice guy. You yeah. seem like you're very approachable, right? Yeah. So have you ever had somebody like a regular just try you out in the streets? Uh, so no, because because uh, he has the tattoos now. <laughs> the, the, no. <laughs> to be honest, you know, I think the only two couple times stuff like that's happened is is that um, people get a little nervous how calm I am at the time, um, and then they kind of just kind of back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like the few instances it has happened, like stuff gets. Well, I'm like, hey, dude, relax. I don't I don't think we're going to do something like this right now. Da, da, da. And once they realize, like, okay, everyone's really mad right now except that guy, I think they kind of, like, chill yeah. out a little bit. And as far as, like, school and stuff like that, I remember my brother got into a fight, and then um, that that was the end of that. Yeah. I, re- I wrestled and stuff like that, so people have seen me do stuff. And then my brother got in a fight. Long story short, this guy and him were going at it, and he, the guy punched my brother. And my brother hit him with a one-two and then choked him out. And ever since then, no one fucked with us in school. Like, they were yeah. kind of like, oh, right. yeah. After that, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, it happened once, and then they never happened again. But, like, going out and stuff like that is more so people just realize how calm I am. And I think they kind of know, like, oh, I don't know if I want this mm-hmm. anymore. But you, nine times out of ten, if you're calm, you'll probably calm the other person down, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what happens a lot of times, you like, you, they get mad, you get mad, and then it keeps escalating until, like, then it gets physical. But for me, I'm just pretty calm about it because I'm like, I fight all the time. So, like, for me, do I want to get in street fights? No, I don't, right? But I fight all the time. So, like, it won't be that crazy of a yeah. thing, right? Like, it'd be like, I might not even sweat. Like, <laughs> like, to me, it'd be like, okay, we're fighting a little harder with no gloves. Like, it's not a crazy idea to me. For them, it's like, how many times do they ever fight, you know? Yeah. Probably frequently, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. growing up, how often did you and your brother fight and who won the most? 
Uh, very often. Very often because uh, we loved like WWE and stuff like that too. Oh, so, you know, how it started off is we were, you know, kind of playing around with that. And then, you know, someone goes a little too hard. And you're like, damn, that kind of hurt. And then we kind of go at it. Bit, yeah. So, um, I would like to say I did it the best because as they like, at that time, I'm still tall. I was taller than him and everything like that. And like, like I said, my IQ was good. And most of those scraps, I feel like I won. You could probably tell you differently. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like even in sparring, sometimes like we beat the shit out of each other. Like sometimes, like some people are like, are they okay? They're like, nah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because like we're brothers, and you know, I know like it's a rivalry. <laughs> yeah, we are, but I know I can hit him as hard as I possible. And he won't take it personal, right? You know, at the end of the day, so you know, we, yeah, we we go at it even in sparring now to this day. Like we'll go even harder. I would say like pretty close to fight speed with each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, we can move on. Um, so usually we talk about streaming, music, TV shows. So. Um, are there any shows or anything that you, you typically watch or anything you're watching right now? Right now I'm watching, um, you. Okay. Season, nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. What was it, season three now? You, you yeah, guys seen that Fox, three. you yeah, seen that yeah. Fox news thing? No. That I sent you guys a couple times. <laughs> they on Fox news. They were yeah. talking and then they're like, the guy, one of the, the guy, there's a guy and a girl named Laura or something. Yeah. She, and, she um, was the shut up and dribble one, right? Yeah. I think Is it was she? Her. I don't, I wasn't also, sure. I don't pay attention. They also said that she was trolling. Oh, okay. Uh, that would make sense because I was like, there's no way this vision. Yeah, because <laughs> he was like, you. And she's like, me? What are you talking about? I never had the measles or whatever. <laughs> like, this, yeah. like, you're talking about the show. He's, He's like, like, no, no it's that's from the show, you. you. He's like, Laura? Show Laura on Netflix? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, but I love fault. you. And then also the funny part about it, too, is like this season. <laughs> the season, I was like, they're getting into like a little bit about their marriage and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm like. I think the last episode I watched, they went to counseling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, they're saying some really profound shit right here. Yeah. And they move on to like the whole like murder-esque stuff. And I'm like, wait, they said some real cool stuff there. Like they kind of skipped over it a little bit. So I kind of like shows like that where they kind of drop some stuff that we're really not paying attention to and not yeah. thinking about. And they kind of like transition out of it real quick with like the main topic. Yeah. So they're talking about pretty much uh, both of them have like a lot of past trauma and that's why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people are the way they are. It's because of, like, past stuff that happened. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really cool that they kind of talked about that. And then they moved right back on to, like, the topic of what Yeah, it's like, oh, about. okay, this is why yeah. you are like this. Yeah. yeah. So that's the show I'm into. And then, like, you know, I'm into anime, too. So I've been watching those. Yeah. Yeah. And musically, what you listening to? Hold on, bro, we still on, <laughs> we still on streaming shows. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't be streaming shit. My bad. AJ, is there anything you watching right now? Honestly, no, I haven't watching much. But, okay. I mean, Dune, I watched that. That was really good. Um, I still have to see the the I forgot what it's called, the movie on Netflix that just came out with like Keith Stanfield, Idris Elba, oh, the Black uh, Alley movie. Uh, uh, the soundtrack. There is will super be fire. or something yeah. or like there. Uh, I don't know. I know like what that. you're talking about, but the soundtrack for that is super fire. Yeah, um, I have to check it out. That, that's that's why Jay Z came back to Instagram just to post about the because I think he like uh, A and R or some shit that yeah. album or something like that. Um. But AJ, I, I don't know if you, you saw about it, because I know you a Will Ferrell fan like me, but him and... Um, There's a movie coming out. Well, it's a it's a show. Oh, it's a it's show? It's called The... Oh, fuck, I wrote Hangover. That. No, it's not. The, the Shrink Next Door. The Shrink Next Door? Yeah. Um, why am I blaming the dude that was in... Uh, Zach Philokonopoulos. No. Philokonopoulos! <laughs> no! <laughs> I, isn't he what, what movie? I think what movie is oh paul rudd yeah paul rudd yeah yeah so it's it's a show um paul rudd's like a he's a shrink and then will ferrell's like the 
things like I was watching last night. I was under the influence of stuff, so that mm. I, sorry if I was. Uh, oh, not, it's it's out already. Yeah, it's oh, on I Apple. Watch T- it. It's on Apple TV. So far, I'm two episodes in. It's pretty good. I think you'll like it. It's not like funny, funny, but I mean, there are of course funny moments. Yeah, so I'm watching. It's a show, funny. so like the funny parts are gonna be like stretched yeah, so, out over. So it's a little stuff. more serious. And then the girl that was also in Step Brothers, she's hit, uh, the one that was like um, the one that liked Dale. Yeah, the one that was having sex in the like in urinal the bath, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's his oh, sister I just in the show. Up inside. <laughs> <laughs> Sad a little pony boy. That that was her. Um, but it's pretty good. Also, I know I told y'all I, I was rewatching Dexter for like the fifteen millionth time. So if you like you, you'll probably like Dexter. Oh, yeah. Um but the new season of Dexter also just started back up. And right now I'm not sure how I'm feeling about it. Cause a big part of why I, I liked Dexter originally was, of course, because it took place in Miami. Um, That's because he was a murderer. I mean, there's that as well. But <laughs> I, I love murder. I've always said that I'm biased anything that's Miami. Like, anything that's Miami, I'm going to watch it and enjoy it. But now it takes place in, like, Oregon or something like that. His son comes and finds him. But I'm pretty sure it's different directors. It just seems like it's shot way different now. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the cinematography, the lighting... The colors, the music, like everything is, and it feels more like a movie now. When before, it like it felt like a, so it a feels show. Like Oregon, yeah, I guess. But <laughs> Oregon. Like. I don't know. And it, 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 there's parts where like, because his sister is dead. Spoiler alert! If you <gasps> haven't watched, they didn't even get to that episode yet. <laughs> but it, it, she, he, um, she keeps like resurfacing and like has these monologues, and it's like a scary movie. I don't know. So I don't know how I feel about it. And then last but not least, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Love that show. I know none of y'all watch it, but mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend watching the last episode. That shit had me dying last night. It kind of reminded me of Chappelle's show um, with Clayton Bigsby. You don't need but, a context for the last episode? I mean, uh, to go straight to the last episode of a series is kind of wild. No, well, because Like, Curb, no character development, no nothing, just last year. No, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, yeah, it helps watching, like, previous episodes, but, it, I mean, it's a funny show, so... Like, you can watch any random episode. It's a sitcom, um, so. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it does have a storyline, so, like, watching everything helps with context, like so you now said. I'm confused. But, um, so, Larry David, he's a writer from Seinfeld, and he's a Jewish guy. And so, there was, in the episode, there was, like, a hate rally happening in California, because that's where he lives. And so, he's walking down the street, bumps into a... a a KKK member um, who was wear- like carrying his robe heading to the the hate rally, and so Larry David like spills co- like they bump into each other, and the dude spills coffee on his KKK robe, and so Larry David he feels responsible for having to clean. Oh no! <laughs> so then he takes it to the dry cleaner. The dry cleaner he's also Jewish. Don't ruin it if I'm gonna watch the last episode. <laughs> no, he's not gonna watch it. Yeah, Shut you're not up, gonna so. watch it. But also, um, JB Smooth he's a he's a comedian. He's in the show. Um, and he's a black dude. He lives with Larry David in the show. They're not gay or anything. They just live together because they're friends. And <laughs> so he... <laughs> Got a preference. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whoa, 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 just so you know. <laughs> no homo, though. <laughs> no, so in the scene, like, JB, Larry walks into the house. JB runs to his seat. And Larry's like, what were you just doing? Like, you were scurrying like a mouse. And JB is acting dumb. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It, long story short, JB was eating watermelon, and he admits to Larry, like, I don't like white people seeing me eat watermelon. <laughs> like, it's, it's a thing with black people. And so 
just throughout the episode, like Larry takes him to the grill. He's like, we're going to do this one step at a time. I'm going to make you comfortable with eating watermelon in front of white people. Um, so they go to the grocery store. Like, you, you just got to watch that episode. No, I, I don't want to ruin funny. everything. Yeah. But the last episode was fucking hilarious, bro. Um, and that's in the last episode? Yeah. And Woody Harrelson's in the last episode, too. Um, the dude from White Men Can't Jump. But that's He's all I got as far as streaming goes. Yeah. But we can talk about music now. Oh wait! Before we get there, did you guys see that the um that they made a Korean Muppet for Sesame not. Street? I did not. <laughs> nope. No. Is it K-pop? I don't know, but like they, yeah, they made a a Korean. It was, really? It was like all all over the I news and stuff. Like, oh, they introduced a Korean I character. I did not see this at all. And like, cool. I don't know. Some people were happy about it. Like, oh, cool representation, so on, so on. But Trevor Noah said something <laughs> hilarious, and he was um, what do you say? He was like, okay, cool. Great that we have a Korean Muppet, but what are the rest of them? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Like, what, like, what is, is, what is Oscar the Grouch? Like, what yeah. uh, race is he? Or, like, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so I what just thought that crazy, was like funny. the accent? Or <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how they, Korean the way can they you make a, a Muppet. Right. Yeah, how do you do that without being racist? Right, like... <laughs> I put some <laughs> almond-shaped eyes on it, and, like, now, I don't know. Um, but they they did it. We could talk about music now. So since we recorded the last episode, there has been a lot of new music that dropped. So what what do you listen to, Mo? Or is there anything you're listening to right uh, now? I would say I mostly listen to, like, a lot of, like, R&B stuff recently. Okay. See, he's a lover. <laughs> I know. I am. His fight song was smooth, too. That it was be- chill. Yeah, I, I don't like coming out to hype stuff, man. Yeah. It, it gets me too uh too anxious. Okay. Right. I need something to calm me down. But uh right now I listen to uh, the Silk Sonic album. Okay. I like that one a lot. Um and I'm excited for uh, I know Brent Faison's coming out with another album soon. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Which is completely two different, like, you know, Silk Sonic's very like you know, they're yeah, pretty 70s, you know, nice to like late seventies, yeah. but also like and they have something about like loving girls and stuff like that where Brent Faison is like the toxic, yeah. you know, kind of side of that stuff. But I love Brent Faison, to be honest with you guys. I liked him more when he was with us, uh, when it was Sonder. When it was Sonder. You know, I just realized he was Sonder like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. I, I looked up Sonder and I'm like, dude, who is this guy? He just stopped <laughs> making music and then he just, and I saw Brent Faison's face and I was like, oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> he got me. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I just felt like his vibe was a little bit different. It was a little bit, I don't know. I think it's just because the uh, producers he used. Mm-hmm. Right, because he was work most mostly with like more like the kind of fell on the umbrella of like EDM kind of producers. Mm-hmm. So that stuff was just a little bit different than what he uses now. Yeah. Um, Phil, I know you were extremely excited about Silk Sonic. What, what are your thoughts on the album? I haven't heard it yet because I haven't really driven. Because he's listening to the new um, what is it? The guy that drops every two weeks? <laughs> currency, <laughs> currency. Yes. No, yeah. no, new, new currency hasn't dropped. He's actually going to drop some new stuff, but <laughs> so the Def Adolf um kind of delayed that mm-hmm. back. Yeah. But um, I haven't, I haven't really listened to a lot of new music lately, just because, I mean, I haven't driven to the. Usually, I listen to new music when I drive to the pod because it's a long drive yeah. or to your place. Like usually, I just been driving to the gym. So when I go to the gym, I you get your tire fixed. It's ten minutes. It's literally right around the corner. But like, did you get your tire fixed? Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right, I got my tire. Yeah, I got that fixed. But um, I was saying that only places I've been driving has been to the gym mm-hmm. and to train. Yeah. And so usually when I go to gym and train, I got to have something that puts me in like a, a hype mode. I really wish as of late I wasn't so busy because for the one year anniversary like clip, I wanted to just make a clip of all Phil Logic because <laughs> Phil Logic is amazing. Amazing, no. first of all. 
Yo, don't have. Yeah, hey, for the anniversary, shout out to. Shout out to. Wait, wait, for the anniversary, shout out to Zach. Zach's been putting in a lot of work for the pod. I appreciate, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I realize sometimes you, 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 you guys give Phil a hard time. Thank you. <laughs> like, I think the one, last one was um, about the TV. The TV, yes. Yeah. It was about the TV in the room. And I was like, I get it. But I was like, man, they're giving him a hard time. No, like, but because. <laughs> so, like, what, that, that TV <laughs> thing, it, I mean, it makes sense. But the, what our point got lost because in Phil fashion, he distracts you from what you're actually <laughs> trying to say, and he starts making points that don't matter to what you're saying. Really, it was just funny that it sounded like the TV was going to bully him into watching yeah. it. And that's where I like, if that is the, and that's the only thing he said before the pod. He's like, nah, because if I go in there, it's, it's going to make me watch. I'm just going to want, I'm going to yeah, have to watch it if, if it's I in, have the, in a there. TV in my room, I'm going to watch it. Bro, we went it. through this. We it's, went through this. We're just, it's like, it's like, we went, they, they They make it seem like, yo, if I have a dresser in my room, like, I don't have to use it. So why the fuck is it in there? Yo, yeah, how, no, 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 time out, time out, time out. How much stuff that do you have in your room that you don't use daily? How much stuff that I have in my room? Nothing. Yeah. There's, okay, I, there's a lot no of way. Nothing. There's no way. The only thing I got in there that I don't use daily is a fanny pack that's on top of my dresser. But everything that's in my room, lamps, a bed, a dresser, how many a pillows? Are, how many pillows are on your bed? Uh, Danny has like, we have like eight, six or eight. And, but I have a special and you pillow. use I have one like orthopedic pillow and you use one pillow. Yeah, but those okay. the rest of the pillows I didn't buy. Um, Danny bought those pillows. So you talking about stuff that I use that yeah. I put in the room I use, which uh-huh. is only my clothes. Yeah, and my orthopedic pillow for my neck because I get yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I bet I'm, I'm like I'm going to your room, but I can bet I can find three things in there that like, you have. Well, I told you I got a fanny pack. The whole the <laughs> whole point. Listen, pack. the whole point of me bringing this up <laughs> is because I know you've been listening to music, riding to class or wherever you've been going. But I told you I was going. So why are you questioning where I'm going? It just it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me that you have like it has to only be to the pod where you can listen to a full album. Well, no, because you also work from home where you can play. He the likes music. to I, listen to Toby albums for in walks. continuation. No, listen. If I'm checking out a new album, I want to be able to listen to it in one session. Okay. I don't want to be dis. I and then when I'm driving, I can focus because like I can turn my brain on autopilot because yeah. I know the route to your house. Yeah. So now I'm like, all right, I can really, I can jam my music, got the bass in the back, so now if I know if the, mm. if, the, if the beat's hitting or not, and I'm like, all right, I can pay attention to bars, or if I need, if it's like bar heavy, I can listen to the bars, or if it's like some shit that's going to get me in my feels, I can get in my feels because I'm by myself and I'm on the road. That's the best time to listen to music when you by yourself and it's just road, and I have an hour's worth of road to get to your spot. So I don't want to like start it and then... So let me throw this Silk Sonic on fucking four tracks in, and this might be the best song on there. I just pull up to the gym. Now I got to go train. Damn. And then I get back to the car. Let me start song four over, and I didn't forget about the other three songs and how that blends into the album. That, that's not a good listening experience. Yeah. I usually do uh, two two listens, so I'll put it on when I wake up in the morning. I'll just let it play yeah. from like me brushing my teeth, getting ready, all that stuff. So, like a, nor- so like a normal person. <laughs> I do like a, a regular listen, and I'll do an in-depth listen after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I do my in-depth listen first. I have to do my in-depth listen first. Like, because... Like how I like watch music and I watch a lot, a lot of reaction mm, channels. I watch well, how I listen to music. <laughs> well, I say watch music because I watch reaction channels, and that's what I'm thinking. But how I listen to music, like when I'm, you gotta, I gotta be like wild on that first listen, yeah, to even want to go back to the project. So I don't want to like possibly skim through it and then give it a second listen. I want to be like, let me just give it my full attention because I'll know off the bat like I'm probably not gonna like this song even if I play it back three months from now. 
Gotcha. Which is, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Well, that's why I do my first listen. Because if, like, of the first listen, while I'm not really paying attention, it's, it's horrible, I'm not going to give it a deeper listen. See? Yeah. Yeah. See? And you might miss something that's good and, and be like, damn, I, I should have paying attention to this. Or he could save himself the effort of paying attention to something that's trash. Like, just two sides to the coin. <laughs> I, mean, I guess. But y'all just, just want to give me a hard time, man. No. How does that give so, you a hard time? You just gave him a hard time. It's like this. So when I, because I get bullied all the time. <laughs> well, you could have listened, but it, I, I understand your process, Phil, so it's fine. Oh, um, one more thing. You teach kids. Is bullying worse nowadays? I meant to ask you this earlier, but. Yes, for sure. It's because they got a lot of time on their hands, right? Like they were, they were in, not in school for like two years. Now they're finally back. Like kids just don't know how to interact with each other anymore. Yeah, oh, you so, you can also get bullied on the internet. Growing yeah. up, there wasn't that. Like you can you can bully someone in person and then be blowing up them on social or whatever and still bullying them. You know, it's yeah. like there's yeah. more reach. It's just more reach, and then like also the fact that like those are one of the hardest things to teach, right? When I'm I'm teaching them a lot of stuff, like okay, if they do this, you do this. And they're like, what about if they, you know, comment on my TikTok all the time, like. Block him, block him, bro. Like, you this special move. But you block. don't like my TikTok video. It's just wild. But like, I've read some crazy stories. Like, the kids are just like kids are assholes, bro. Like, they yeah. just really are. So, you know, I think definitely bullying has gotten worse. I think just as time goes along, bullying gets worse because there's more ways to bully people. And but you know, and kids are more like are privy to more information now. Yeah. So like, you can like. Google it. Not even Google it, but also like you can like think about think about like people at school didn't like there's your mama jokes, but they might have seen your mama once, or like or or <laughs> you know, but they can also just go yeah, yeah. on Instagram and see <laughs> everything your mom has ever said or whatever yeah. or done or like yo your mom really be out here like this like you know it's different. Nah, definitely. It's different ways you can you can I get mean, at I people now. Crazier stuff younger too. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, what one of the kids at school called like. How do you even know that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't even know what that was when I was that that age. So they also know a lot more now than they used to. And they're smartest. Like some of the stuff, I'm not gonna say funny, but like they're a little witty. So I'm like, okay, yeah. like they're getting a little, little more creative with the stuff they say too. Yeah, because I mean, there's you can see comedians put their not their best content, but like you can see comedians be funny on social and like mess with someone a certain way and then just like rip, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're seeing a pro do it. Now you're a seven year old. You're saying it to a kid. And then you don't like really I understand that. I will say that it's more verbal than it's mm-hmm. ever been. Usually, yeah. usually I would say it's like a lot of kids are getting physically bullied and some kids are getting like verbal bullied. Now it's like, I would say like 75% of them is, is Yeah, it's definitely that verbal and mental. my next question. You ever had one of your kids come back and be like, yeah, I just punched my bully, beat his ass? Last week. <laughs> last week <laughs> I had a kid um you know it's lit and the, the mom's like hey can you talk to the because so I, I like the parents I tell the parents like let me hear from the kids side of the first story mm-hmm. and then you tell me because the kids are always gonna you know hide some stuff they don't want you to hear and the parents tell you that so I was like hey dude what happened he's like look guys been bullying for a while one day he said something and I just punched him and I was like Damn. yeah I was like you know like, was, you know, I was like uh, you know my thing is you know I think with uh, if it's really consistent I don't think you should punch a kid in the face, yeah. but I definitely think you should, you know, you have to defend yourself whatever way it is. But yeah, I've had a couple of kids where they're just like, I had a kid like t- three years old. I guess some kid grabbed his arm so he punched them. And I was like, dude, like, you know, he's like, but it was physical, right? And I was like, he grabbed your arm. I don't think yeah. a punch is like the same level as that, but he's well, like, I d- like five years old, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't know the, uh, the levels to it, you know? Yeah. I was in middle school and this kid was messing with me all the time. Right. And I didn't want to fight him because like I knew I was going to whip him, but mm-hmm. still, and he thought that that was an invitation to try me, and he kept going. So I just approached him. And I was like, "Bro, like I, I, 
kind of enticed him, but not really. But I was just in his face like, all right, what's going to happen? And he pushed me. I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> okay, that's it. And then I went to class after. Like, I like I fought him. They didn't break it up because it was just – we were in – you ever been by Everglades High School? I Like, once or twice. There's, like, portables kind of – not there, but, like, kind of by where I live. And that's where we went. And the teachers couldn't see anything. But So the fight ended because I just got up off of him and went to class. And they pulled me out of class and was like, you were in a fight. And I was like, uh-huh. All right. And I was like, the came was like, is Anthony? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going, guys. I know, I know what this is about. <laughs> yeah, kids are, yeah, kids, I say, like, it's, it's more verbal now than anything else. I, I don't really get a lot of stuff with, like, okay, a kid's pushing me every single day. It's more like this kid keeps, you know, every time I walk into class, he says something about it. So, you know, now I got to be a little more strategic on how I teach it because now I'm like, it's not always physical. Now I got to teach them, okay, what do you do when someone's verbal about it? And I yeah. got to teach them, like, the steps of what you should do, you know? So the sticks and stones, make break that don't apply no more? <laughs> nah. <laughs> is that archaic? That is archaic. I mean, some, like, some shit really do hurt, you know? Like, yeah. so, sometimes I hear this. Well, words, like, yeah, words be having... <laughs> words will have kids bring guns to school. It's different. Yeah, no, nah, that's what I'm asking, because yeah. he works with kids. I don't work yeah. with kids. And he's teaching them, you know, self-defense. So that's a part of, like, building tough skin, right? Yeah, I was like, look, I would say, um, how do I say, there's there's a certain point, though, where I do feel like, you know, you got to defend yourself. I tell the kids all the time. I was like, either physical or verbal, you have to defend yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But I do also let them know, like, you got to, yeah, I know, like, sometimes the stuff are hurtful, but there are just words at the end of the day, right? If he punches you, that's a very, like, physical thing where you're like, okay, this hurts, this hurts here. But, you know, the verbal stuff, you know, um, you know, it doesn't hurt as much, but... We just, but they got to learn that it's not, so it's more so like emotional control, right? Yeah. If you have emotional control, you're like, you know what, whatever, he's just being an asshole today, you know? But right. if you take everything to heart, like, it's going to hurt you a lot more. So I think it's also just teaching the kids, you know, kind of how to how to take it in a little bit, too. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this would work, but most of the time, people mess with people about stuff that they're insecure about on themselves. 100%, yeah. So it's like, you know, he's really talking about himself when he's talking to you, or he's saying these things. He's really insecure about whatever like he's you know yeah, he's only like, noticing this thing because like he thinks about this and it really bothers him you know yeah. i think a lot of bullies have like this little weird complex where like they want to be the strongest and toughest guy because i have because mind you as much as people we get as they're being bullied i do get a couple of bullies every once in a right while. they're like i want kids but like i have this kid you know he beats the crap out of the little kids like he will he destroys and i'm like dude like calm down a little bit but when he fights the bigger kids Right, he he runs around the room, doesn't yeah. want to get hit. I'm like, ah, there it is. Right, like he preys on people he feels like are a little, you know, um, less than what he is. In part because he gets bullied too, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of things is like a cycle, right? Like you get bullied, so you get mad about it, and then you know you see someone else, you're having a bad day, you're like, fuck, I'm just gonna load it on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So real quick, I'll I'll wrap this music thing up. Uh, Donda, the deluxe album. That came out. I don't know if anybody listened to that. No, I gotta, I'll probably play it on the on the way home when I'm driving home from the pod so I can give it my full attention. Uh, honestly, I mean, usually the Deluxe has more songs, um, but what Kanye did with this one, he added more songs as well as re-sequenced a lot of the songs. And honestly, I like the sequencing on on the Deluxe a little bit better yeah. than I did That's on two hours, bro. I'm not giving Ye that much of my time. <laughs> it's, a, it's long. <laughs> bro, I was like, I looked at the Deluxe and it was like two hours. I'm like, all right, let me just go to the new songs. I already got the other ones. Yeah. I like it, though. The Andre 3000 ones is good. Fire. Yeah. That should have been on the original. I don't know how you screwed that one up. <laughs> 
Well, because it was because it was cursing it, on it. He didn't want that. Diss. Well, no, it's it was cursing on every song, and he just edited it out. I think with that one, he's well. I, think I mean, Andre that's didn't what want the, yeah, that's the what, cursing to get taken out. That's what he said. He said, "Don't put it on because I don't. I I can't have this." Yeah. But then he still edited Bleak. out on the deluxe version. Oh, did he? No, yeah. there's a version that, that has the single, yeah. the single, the single version. Yeah. But on the actual, actual deluxe version, it doesn't curse. Oh, yeah. okay. So with the album, it doesn't curse. What I'm thinking is probably they kind of came to agreement. Like, if you put it out with both, then I'll, I'll probably. Bro, this shit too fire not to put out. We gotta put this out. Yeah. Because sure. I mean, that's literally one of the best verses on it. Because before then, I thought Jay Electronica had the best verse. Now I might have to put 3K in that conversation. I wish he would come out with a solo album. Who? Andre 3K? 2000. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I mean, like, every time he, he does a feature, it's amazing. Yeah. I can't, we just I need can't some new Frank, because he'll get on Frank. He'll jump on Frank's album. When's Frank coming back for new music? And uh, He no, needs to. It's, he's knows. due. Yeah. Who we knows. need to go back to Chicago, because he, he'll drop music again. <laughs> I'm just waiting drop Kendrick. Blonde. I just need Kendrick in my year be straight. I feel like that's coming soon. That's coming real soon. It has to. I, I cannot Christmas. wait. It better. I need him to just come out. Put an album out and remind everybody that I'm Kendrick. And when it comes to these albums, y'all not fucking with me. Yeah, my, my only that's that's my only critique on Kendrick is he just doesn't come out with like yeah, enough consistent. Me. Yeah. But but the thing is for him, and I don't mind it because every every project he has is great. So he's one to me, he's one of the few artists where he puts out an album and I'm like, that's mid. No, Drake half half his albums are mid. And I'm like, mm, could have kept that album. J. Cole, most of his albums are really good. There's some I'm like, meh, kind of mid, eh. Kendrick, I'm like, every album's good. Even yeah. if you didn't like To Pimper Butterfly, you can't deny how creative yeah, yeah, yeah. and how like impactful it is and how socially aware it was. Yeah. But sometimes like, I create it to like a basketball player. Like if you make three out of three shots, like are you as good as someone who makes like 10 out of 15? Yeah. Right? He's putting more points on the board. Well, I, I would say he's just as good. Cause I mean, his music still charts from no, like no, no. He's saying in in his answer his question. Yeah, you're doing the you're doing the the work around. No, like I get what he's saying. Yeah, and I was saying I'm saying like because with that correlation, Mm -hmm. that's the Drake Kendrick because Drake puts out high volume. Yeah, and a lot of the time it's like, well, do you want volume? Sometimes it's not always quality, it's quantity. Oh, you said volume. I thought you said high value. Volume. Volume, okay. volume, I mean. So it's like just quality or qu- it's quantity or quality. And I think Kendrick focuses on strictly quality. Yeah. And I think Drake is all quantity. Like he just floods. And a lot of times he hits. I think. And then a I, lot yeah. of times he missed. So it's like, who's really the best? Yeah. Well, That's why I also like J. Cole recently because at some point he was like, all right, I'm just going to do a whole bunch of features. I'm going to bank an album. So with J. Cole, I was like, okay. All of his stuff, you know, even the stuff that you wouldn't say is his best work, it's mm-hmm. still good. It's still good, yeah. yeah. That's why, I like, that's why for me personally, like, I like J. Cole so much. He's a J. Cole like, hater. Who's J. Cole? Yeah, I don't like J. Cole. <laughs> J. Cole is, I, yeah. I don't hate him, but I don't, like, love him that I much. I used though. to be a fan. So what's your, what's your thing with J. Cole? Boring. Uh, I liked him prior to, and it's funny, because everyone loves Friday Night, Friday Night Lights, and that's when I, like, stopped liking him. I don't know, he just, it got boring to me. Like, I don't know. Not a huge for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk about that, <laughs> but uh, for me, I think he just lately his stuff, like you said, has been sounding a little more polished or different. Not that stuff before was polished, but it just always sounded the same, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't, I can't tell the difference, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's the same food that I've been being fed <laughs> for a while, you know? <laughs> At a certain point, I'm like, I'm tired of this food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But no, but for some people, it's like it's my favorite food, so I can I, eat it all I the can time. Eat roti all the time, and yeah. I'm th- that's like J Cole. It's like I know exactly what I'm getting. But like for me, it's like rice. Like rice is really good, you know. But like sometimes after you've had so much rice, it's like so much you can have. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is rice. Like all right, I'm, I need to take a two month break before I have rice again. And the next yeah. time I have, I'm like, yo, where's this rice been? <laughs> favorite J Cole project, quick. Favorite? Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, you put me on spot. Top three. Make it easy. Um, I like his new album, but I wouldn't put it as like top ones. To be honest with you, I would say it's, it's up there. Um, what's the one? Force Force Drive, Drive for sure. Yeah. Is it is the top one? I like um, which one with Forbidden Fruit? Uh, Not yours truly. No. Uh, man, I don't. It's not Born Sinner, right? No, it might be Born Sinner. Might is that Born Sinner? It might be. I do like Born Sinner a lot. Uh, that's, a, really? that's a big one for me, yeah. Um, th- I would say that's when I... F- I was always into J. Cole, but that's when I started really listening to him a lot. Yeah, that was first probably one of the first albums I really liked to him. Uh, three is kind of hard to pick, I would say, but definitely those two are probably my top two, for sure. I'm come up, warm up, Friday, Force Hill Drives. Yeah. Mixtape J. Cole was like... I'm like, bro, I can relate to this. Anytime I play the warm up, come up with a warm up, I'm like, I feel this. This is why I fell in love with J. Cole music, because I'm like, I... Like high school days was like, bro, this is like my high school. Yeah, I'm gonna say Forest Hill Drive is number one for me though. Oh, facts, yeah. easily his best project. Um, Adele, she came out with new music today, and that shit is fucking beautiful. Uh, is I think, it sad? Uh, yeah. If it's happy, Adele, I'm not listening. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's slow. I, I don't know if I'd say it's. it's I don't know if I'd say it's sad, but. It's beautiful. I'll say that. And I guess you can kind of put this under, get it off your chest, but it really annoys me every time I'm on Twitter and Adele starts circulating a little bit and people are saying like, oh my God, Adele looks so beautiful now because she's skinny. And then you always have someone saying, this is fat phobic. Adele has always been beautiful. No, she hasn't. <laughs> like, why can't we just think she looks good healthy now because she's lost some weight? I mean, in my opinion, I think she looks better skinny. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I don't, I also don't, like, we need to make sure that words are used in their literal sense. Because having a phobia is what? Like, having a fear? It means you're afraid and, of something. Yeah. Afraid of something. So, to say it's fat phobic, to think that somebody looks better as skinny a skinny person, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's I annoying. I think people are so easily offended now. That's yeah. where that comes from. Yeah. But... No, Adele's just she's she's good. Like she yeah. just has like a naturally. Uh, so even if you watch her like live performances, sometimes she just she'll go for an interview just straight into like singing again. Yeah. Like some people will need to, like take a break or some water. Yeah. Go ahead, but she's she's just so good and so talented that she can go straight into singing. Mm-hmm. Before I saw her, I had heard her on a song before I saw her, and I was like, damn, I thought she was black. Yeah. She yeah, was. she sings with soul. I That's was like, like, damn, about her. I'm like, damn, I wonder what Shorty look like. She way too soul. I'm thinking she's like some. <laughs> Chocolate chick. I'm like, she yeah. white from fucking UK singing like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, yo, I was mind blown. But yeah, she's fine. I'm not, I rock not with comparing the two, but when I hear her sing, uh, it does remind me of Whitney, Whitney Houston. And again, I'm not comparing the they two. And I know that's, you for that. that's blasphemous, but it is. They're going to jump you. That's fine. But if you close your eyes and just heard her sing, you would not think she looks like that. Yeah. And but, I think she looks way better. So what you're saying is you're fat phobic? Yes, I am. <laughs> I be fat shaming all the time. Like it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't care. Like 
I'm sorry, it's unhealthy. Yeah. That's my whole argument. Like, yes, I get if you have some like But then you have disorder. the you have this super pro fat people that say why is that unhealthy? Cause you're gonna die of cardiovascular disease. Hey, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just And I, if you wanna argue with me, don't argue with me, argue the science. Argue with me. Don't argue look, I'm not arguing with you over the science. America's one of the fattest countries in the world and we have one of the high, highest cardiovascular um disease rates. Why? Uh, cause your clo- your arteries are clogged, and you're fat and lazy, and you don't get out and be active, and you eat like shit. That's facts. So if you're saying, "Oh, you're fat phobic or you're fat shaming," no, I'm unhealthy shaming because I want you to live longer. So actually, you being selfish by promoting being fat, and I think you misleading the people. Mm-hmm. I'm promoting health. Go out and be active. Run. Eat your vegetables. That's what I'm for. Cause I want to live to I'm a hundred. Might not happen because I'm reckless, <laughs> but I have my aspirations. <laughs> so. Oh dear! All right, well that's all I got. Mo, you got any last thoughts or anything you want to let the people know? No, I would say the only thing um, for me personally is that I think you guys should just go ahead and follow. Like, I it's a very cliche thing of like follow your dreams kind of thing, but like I think one of the coolest things about doing a sport that I kind of love like throughout my whole childhood is that, you know, a lot of people, I get a lot all the time where I get guys coming to the gym and they're like, oh, man, I could have been a soccer player. I could have been a football guy. Or I could have been this, I could have been that, you know? But I think I was like, oh, did you ever try it? Like, nah, I didn't, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't think, you know, if everyone could be a superstar, then there would be, like, a million of them, right? But yeah. I mean, what makes them special is the fact that there's only so many of them. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, like, the pursuit of it and, like, trying it, at least you know, right? You're like, look, I tried that route. didn't really work out for me. Okay. But... You know, I just think, like, whatever you guys want to do, like, go ahead and just, just try it out. Like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I think that it's one of those things where, like, you just got to go out there and try it. You know, I'm all, I, I'm pretty young, so I'm 24, right? So, for me, like, I can fuck up for four years in a row and still be super young. And still yeah. be straight, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. definitely, like, you know, people around my age, like, go just try try the stuff you guys want to do. Because at the end of the day, like, you might end up going a lot farther than you think you can. You know, like, for me personally, like, you know, we are thinking about going professional uh, next year, mm-hmm. which is something that... When I first started fighting, I never thought it would be even, like, something on my radar. But now it is. So, definitely, like, you know, just go ahead and try those things. Because you never know what you can actually do. I can't wait to be, like, nigga, I know professional fighters. And them niggas get me right. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm happy. Phil going to be one of the people that, hey, man, you should do this during your fight. He's going to be like that Drewski meme. I'm definitely not going to be. Nah, nah. He's like, nah, I taught him that. <laughs> nah, I like, him a little tank. Like Mo said earlier, fighting humbles you. So like, even no matter how bad you think, like, yeah, I would never like watching their fight. I literally was just like, bro, good shit. Like, cause I don't know what to tell you. Cause you teaching me, how I'm gonna tell you something and you teaching me. Yeah, that's why. And then I, I know you can beat my ass. Like, bro, especially what when am I, I gonna talk, tell you? Yeah. <laughs> Especially for me to tell you. Especially when I talk MMA, it's always like a question. Like I feel like not I think I know, but like all right, this is kind of what I see, but like or what I what I think I'm seeing. But I ask a question when I'm like, all right, you know. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this is this is it. Like I don't know. Like (laughs) I don't do this. (laughs) I sparred for two minutes and felt like I was gonna pass out. So I get it. I understand. Like I I look at how hard they train and like the hours they put in and then I go in the gym and I'm like, damn, I want to do a fight camp or I want to train for a fight. And then I look at their training schedule and I'm like, how? Like I got so much work to even get like my in shape is not in shape at all. Yeah. And like, I've been doing classes and kickboxing. I'm just like, bro, like this shit's tiring. 
Yeah, it's, it's like there's regular shape and we call it fight shape, right? Like that's yeah. when you're like, okay, I'm in, I'm in fight shape, but like regular being in shape, you know, it's just, they're two different things, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, I think, yeah, but my main message is like, just go, just go for it, you know? Like even with the podcast, I'm sure like if, when you guys first came up with the idea, you know, there's a lot of people who probably come up with cool ideas like this and they just never do it. We, right? I mean, that happened to us. We, Zach talked about this and we were in college. Yeah. We should now do a podcast. Are, now you guys and are now, a year in. That it, was like you know a long I mean? time ago. <laughs> for real, dude. But I man, it's it's been a pleasure having you on. Definitely learned a lot. Um, I'm sure the listeners learned a lot, and hopefully we get can get some women to partake in some self defense classes. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we can get you some clients and whatnot if you're in the South Florida area. Plug plug plug, plug all your all your stuff. Yeah, your socials, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, any of that stuff. John Way Gym, if you're in a yeah, plantation so area. John, so the gym, John Way Martial Arts and Plantation. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at bgtd underscore MMA. That's my MMA page. So just the initial boom goes to dynamite underscore MMA. It's boom. lit. It's been another episode of Save It For The Pie. Phil, hit the drop. Just knocking you niggas out. Peace. Blowing people's ear. <laughs> what is it? Eardrums. 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 <laughs>